Hello and welcome to the Sandler Pit, the podcast that's full of ho ho horse shit. Ah, oh, fuck. I mean, horse shit. When does he originally say that? Was that Wedding Singer? I feel like he said it about ten times, but the one we always like is Big Daddy, right? Oh yeah, Donald's of course. Yeah. Screams it. Yeah, of course. Like, what, what do you want, sir? And he says, "Horse shit." And then I think he yeah. just eats eats some horse. Shit. He eats the shit. <laughs> That's how I remember it. I don't know about you. <laughs> it's been that long, mate. <laughs> That's what happened in that film. Yeah, welcome to the Sandler Pit, the Adam Sandler podcast, beaming to you in black and white, crisp black and white. <laughs> yeah, so in black and white this week. Yeah, for Christmas, we decided we'd put a black and white filter on our Zoom call, which, um, if you're listening to this, it will have no impact on you. But it's very funny. It's like watching Luke on an old-timey little screen. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Shall I lessen the quality of the audio and add in loads of crackles and stuff so it sounds like it's a 1950s broadcast? (laughs) Make it even worse than it already is over Zoom. It's it's really quite it is quite lovely. Um, so yeah, this is the Sandler Pit. We're a podcast where we watch and talk about every single Adam Sandler film, TV show appearance, and sometimes none of the above. Because uh, what are we doing in this episode? We're running down the stairs and we're opening up our stocking. And what's it full of? Rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> We've watched a film called Shelby, the Dog Who Saved Christmas. Is that the correct title? Yeah, except it is also known as Shelby in some markets. I saw one that was Shelby, A Christmas Tale, T-A-I-L. Interesting, because I always call it Shelby, The Miracle Christmas Dog. (laughs) Well, I think the first time, yeah, you said Shelby, The Christmas Dog to me. It wasn't Miracle, but now you've seen the film, you've got Miracle in your head. Um, (laughs) So we'll be discussing that. We're not going to discuss it in our usual, like, oh, we might still do Pit or Castle. We're doing Pit and Castle, yeah. Yeah, and... We'll just talk about it. I'm hoping to keep it brief. I've told you said you've got a lot to say. I've got nothing to say. I have five I'm, pages. I'm starting a timer. Back. When we say we're going to review it, I'm going to start a timer for 15 minutes. Is that to have made a decision or just to end conversation? I end, don't want to limit conversation. Ourselves. We make our decision at the end of that 15 minutes. I don't think like we should be no, limiting our conversation. <laughs> the Christmas Christmas needs to run on time. Oh. If the King's speech this year goes on for 45 minutes or something. Do you think people will still be watching it? Yeah. Yeah, they probably would actually. They'd probably yeah. lap it up. They'd love oh, that. Give us all that royal goodness. Who's that horrible <laughs> who's that horrible royal correspondent, man? I don't know. Nicholas Nicholas Winter Winton? Nicholas Winston? Witchell? Witchell? Nicholas Witchell? Yeah. Nicholas Witchell will be having a big, big Christmas wank if he can get a, a little <laughs> bit more of into King the Charles. <laughs> Fetch me my basting. <laughs> oh god. But yeah, we're gonna try and keep that quite brief. Before we've done it, we've done similar things um on Christmas pits where we just talk briefly because it is pretty irrelevant. It's just a dog film where the dog's voiced by Rob Schneider. But it's Christmas. How is that irrelevant? <laughs> <laughs> well we'll find out in our fifteen minute review that we're gonna do. <laughs> also we're gonna play a couple of games. I've made one that was I planned for it to be lazy and it ended up being time consuming, but I'll explain that when we get to it. We've got gifts for each other, mm. which we've got wrapped by probably people on eBay. Mainly. <laughs> nice Christmas wrapping, it's just envelopes. <laughs> um, and yeah, we've both written a pitch for a potential Adam Sandler Christmas film. Yes, one of those pitches will be better than another. <laughs> <laughs> because you've told was... me w- weeks in advance and I've done mine about half an hour ago. <laughs> um, oh, it just also, says everything yeah. about us too, doesn't it? Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, I think that's everything we're going to be doing, isn't it? 
Um, it's a mixed bag. Yeah, so it's just a big stocking full of stuff, games nuggets. and... Uh, stocking full of nuggets. Like lovely nuggets. <laughs> so just a lot of games, uh, a lot of this film review, because we've got a lot to say about it. And then a solid 15 minutes, yeah. A, a solid... Uh, if you don't want to hear about Shelby the dog who saved Christmas, skip about 15 and a half minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Goodness sake, it's it's a good film. You should all watch it. And um... <laughs> there you go. That's the review done. Should we have our first game? <laughs> you are now listening to the Sandler Pit. I need you to help me save Shelby. Here's what we're gonna do. Jake, I knew you could do it. No, let's not be so unhinged. What do you want to do first, then? I want to get into Shelby. You want to? Oh, bad word choice. It's a dog, mate. That's a crime. Well, do you do you want to do your game or? What do you want to do first? Nah, let's do film review first. Yeah, get out of the way. All right, so what I'm going to do is I've got my phone um, here. I've got <laughs> a timer on it for 15 minutes. And three, <laughs> two, one. Luke Thomas, what is Shelby the Dog Who Saved Christmas? Oh, my God. So Shelby the Dog Who Saved Christmas is a Christmas film that looks like a Hallmark or one of these straight-to-streaming-services Christmas films. It's Canadian production. On Wikipedia, it doesn't even have a plot summary. <laughs> on Letterboxd, it only has four cast members listed. <laughs> they've obviously just had enough budget to get a Beagle and Chevy Chase, and they've gone, let's just work it out from here. So there's a dog, uh, a Beagle, a beautiful Beagle, that is owned by, well, the Pound has it. And the Pound kills its dogs by putting them inside an incinerator. <laughs> Yes, it does. <laughs> After feeding them a delicious steak yeah. <laughs> as their final meal, they are then burnt to death. It's basically um, Green Mile, but for dogs. It's exactly like Green Mile for dogs. Uh, Shelby is apparently amazing at escaping, but you never actually see him doing an escape very conveniently because dogs don't have thumbs. But he's escaping from a cage every day to then like to then just run off and like play in a bin. Mm-hmm. One of these days, though, he does escape properly. He gets hit by a car, and then he ends up arriving at this uh, cute family's house. There's a boy who wants to be a magician. Is that how He's... you'd explain them? A cute family? They're a cute family that you can imagine on a Christmas card. Like, right. very... There's the older brother who sucks. He's like an awful man. And then there's the youngest sister who's like an idiot. And then him who wants to be a magician. Yeah, they're and really cute. <laughs> they're all yeah. horrible. Horrible and the people. St- and the stupid, stupid parents. The stupid dad and the stupid mum. Yep. And the stupid, really stupid uncle and this horrible daughter. And then the granddad who's great. And, uh, <laughs> and, and basically the boy ends up like harboring Shelby like a fugitive in the basement as this dog catcher called Doug is like trying to hunt the dog down because he can sell it. Because usually dog pounds give away dogs for free in this universe. Mm. And for once, he's actually got a sale. And she's spending way more than you'd spend on any dog on this one dog. Um, Luke, what did you think of Shelby? Rescue places do give away dogs for free. Or at least for like, you pay like £50 admin or something. Uh, Like like £100, I'd say, probably. Like, that's how much Pip was, I think. You got fucking ripped off for Pip. Um, <laughs> I thought this film was terrible. I hated it. I've never watched any of these like hallmarky Christmas films, but like the whole way through, I thought it looked like an advert for like antibacterial wipes. <laughs> Everything's lifeless. The food in it. I think I told you before watching it that you should pay attention to the food because 
it looks like prison food and they're all like mm, christmas dinner there's like <laughs> these gray peas and like this mashed potato that looks like congealed jizz <laughs> they're all just eating it and having these glasses of cranberry juice that they're pretending is red wine and i don't know everything about this just like upset me it made me happy i'm not american because like i don't know this whole world everything about it just looked i don't know it was bleak if my family <laughs> wanted to put on a film like this at christmas i'd leave <laughs> <laughs> i don't know uh, it's just everything about it there's so much dialogue i've never seen dialogue like this in a film there's so much it's never ending it's got the backdrop of that twinkly music dun 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 constantly going while you've got rob schneider going Hey, I like that kid. That kid's really nice. Oh, look, he's coming again. Oh, that kid's really nice. I hope he gives me a bone. I need to go to the toilet quite soon. And it goes on like that for an hour and 45 minutes. And I couldn't tell if anyone could hear the dog, but he keeps talking and he's like, yeah. oh, that's a good boy. Thanks for that. And it's like, what is the need for this? You could have not had Rob Schneider in it and saved probably 20 quid. It's just the whole thing. I don't know. It was it was winding me up. I zoned out after about half an hour, I think, because I paused it and thought it had been an hour and then saw I'd watched 32 minutes and I was like, oh, Jesus, we've still got an hour of this to go. It was lazy, which I understand is what the the point of these films are, is that they just like churn them out because there's hundreds of them. Mm. But I can't imagine ever wanting to go out of my way to watch this. (laughs) (laughs) Apart from if I did an Adam Sandler podcast and Adam Sandler's (laughs) ex-friend from 20 years ago (laughs) voiced a dog in it. <laughs> what did you think of it? Right, I fucking hated this, hated yeah. it. But I'm fucking fascinated by really it. I couldn't, intrigued. I couldn't take my eyes off it because everything they did was insane. The mm. casting was awful. Like, yeah. so let's break down the character. I'm really anxious about this. 15 minutes, please. Can we talk longer? I'm Just go, okay? You got nine minutes, fifty seconds. Oh, for God's sake! You shouldn't have made your explanation so long. You're fretting now. You need to get on with the review. Right, let's think about the characters. Okay, so you've got this little boy who is, like, so, so unlikable. Mm -hmm. Um, And he's he wants to be a magician, which, again, makes him super unrelatable to anyone watching (laughs) because no one wants to be that. And he has a French guillotine. Yes, um, weird. That he puts a doll in. And I was like, immediately when I saw that, it was like Chekhov's gun. Chekhov's mm. guillotine. I was like, the dog's going in the guillotine. <laughs> the dog's going in the guillotine. <laughs> then he goes in it and he obviously doesn't die. But there's a lot of this kind of magic shit going on. The mum is like really scared of dogs, but they don't really elaborate on it. And at the end, she's cool with dogs and she's happy to have one. Yeah. So there was a part I missed where I went to do the laundry and I left my <laughs> wife watching it. <laughs> Poor her. And she said, oh, yeah, apparently the mum just said that she's, like, been attacked by a dog when she was younger. And then apparently Chevy, Chevy Chase is like, ah, you're being irrational. Yeah, and she's cured. She got attacked by a dog when she was free, mauled to death. She, well, he goes like, oh, he was probably just licking you. Yeah, that's what she told me. <laughs> Absolutely baffling. And then she's completely fine because, spoiler alert, they do keep Shelby at the end. Um Oh my god, who else? Does the dog save Christmas? No. No. (laughs) In fact, I'm going to say arguably a better title for this would be Horrible Little Boy Ruins Christmas for a Very Nice Dog Catcher. I would call it Shelby the dog who stays in the basement for 45 minutes of the film and doesn't get any screen time for quite a long time. He doesn't do anything. He doesn't do anything magic because 
He's been named after a magician. I don't know if this is a real magician. I haven't Googled it. No, because I thought it was P.T. Barnum. And they kept yeah. saying his name's P.T. Shelby. Yeah, but... because but they get a box from P.T. Shelby because Chevy Chase has travelled the entire world. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and he gets the box. <laughs> How we do not have... We, we need more than nine minutes to talk no, about we need this. to keep going. No, I'm, I'm just, just remembering... Just keep going. <laughs> oh, mate. This, I... Stop oh. fretting about it and just keep going. You're wasting oh. your time. All right, fine. Let's see. <laughs> Let's go through it step by step, scene by scene. <laughs> the <entire laughs> we don't have film. time for that. We do, I think well... we just so look. All that happens is the dog escapes, stays in their basement for ages. He's a pain in the neck. The guy finds him, takes him back to the shelter, and then there's this like breakout section breakout, that's so yeah. long and boring. That's true. There and is... then I... there's the ending. I think that's all right. we need to talk about. I think no, we're going through this step by step. We're going to throw through it, but there's so much. Got like little minutes. bits. There's loads of little details we've got to go through, mate. There's so many. There's so the start of this, it starts like with this first year animation. You know, did you ever do animation? No, you did yeah. um, FTV. Hmm. Well, in our After Effects in our like animation class, you kind of learn how to just do this really basic animation where stuff would like wobble around. Oh, you'd yeah. move stuff. And this is the exact animation they use in this with this crazily shit music. So I was already like, fuck, what I is this? I remember there being an animated bit. But yeah, they animate like Tom Arnold at the start. And his glasses are wiggling about. Oh, God. You didn't watch this film. I saw the opening credits when they're all just like frames from Windows Movie Maker. Yeah. Text. That went on for quite a while. Went on forever. <laughs> so, yeah, you're introduced to this dog catcher who's played by Tom Arnold, who is a standard villain for the whole film hmm. until the end. But we'll get on to that. Um, what is Rob Schneider's accent in this? I think it's just his normal voice, isn't it? Hey, but he's kind of turned up there a little bit. Ah, yeah. what do you mean, kid? Ah. It's supposed to sound a bit like a scoundrel, I guess. Yeah, he's got this scoundrel voice, which I really didn't like. Um, and then I mentioned they put down a beautiful Labrador and burn him alive, burn it alive. Mm. Start of the film, really yeah. Christmassy. Um, so he keeps escaping from a cage. I don't know how he's doing it. The person and... who's pressing the button to open the cage is the dog catcher as well, which is bewildering. Yeah, like, why do you keep pressing the... He lives for the chase or something. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's just insane. He's just, like, living for the chase because he clearly has nothing else to live for. Yeah, I thought at the end it was going to turn out there aren't any dogs and it's just this man's <laughs> sick mind. Because this man makes a lot of crazy decisions in this film. Uh, yeah. Which, again, we need to go through step no, by step. No, we don't. No one wants to hear it. Um, well, I I want it. I, I need this. <laughs> You're not getting it. You've got six minutes, I think. So he arrives Five minutes. In, he arrives at this family, and clearly in the script it said the older bully is dipping this child's head in a toilet. Yeah. <laughs> but instead... But it's just he's, snow. He's dipping his head into snow. It's yeah. so odd. Um and everyone hates this 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 kid. Everyone hates him. Mm. And they all say he's a horrible, naughty little boy. But he doesn't do anything wrong. He's just quiet. <laughs> he's quite annoying though. He's annoying as fuck, yeah, but he's not like I kept that. feeling like you don't want to be too horrible about kid actors and oh, especially this... not when the script writing's terrible, but I kept feeling like the two boys especially, you could feel them like looking off to the side to like a director who's feeding them the lines. Yeah, the little girl seemed to have like learnt her lines. Not the youngest one because she was about three, and she you could see her looking at the camera all the time. Oh, she was awful. <laughs> they were all. They're not going to be in the next series of Stranger Things, that's for sure. No. <laughs> Let's break down the kids. Yeah, so that 
Angelica-style kid was probably the only good kid. She was, yeah, that's what I thought as Gave well. a performance. Annoying character, uh, but she did it okay, I guess. Yeah. The oldest, the older kid, the older brother, he Terrible. sucked. Yeah. He, was a, he was a weird pervert guy mm-hmm. who there's a plot twist that he might be getting groomed by the dog catcher. Yeah, that was really uncomfortable. There's so actually. much to talk about. <laughs> Yeah, that's the, the villain's changing moment is when he notices that he really respects this boy that he plays games with. He really respects the kid he's been grooming online. Yeah, um, very weird. But yeah, he's a really bad bloke. He's really sarcastic and he's got an upturned nose and I hated him. <laughs> but I really wanted to punch him. Yeah. <laughs> it's but he's like, they're so bad at, oh, this kid's a gamer. Look at him. He's bathing in Doritos. It was that kind of thing, wasn't it? Oh, I'm getting a call. Or... I'm I'm hanging up. You're wasting I'm, your time, mate. You got hang- three minutes. I'm hanging up. I'm hanging up. Got three minutes. Not enough time. Um. So yeah, there's this really rich family, a rich mum and a rich son, who are trying to buy a dog. Why are they going to a pound? Why are they? Yeah, why are they're they rich? A pet why wouldn't they just go to like some horrible breeder? Exactly. Get but a dog like... sent from Dubai. <laughs> but it doesn't matter because in this universe, the dog pound is full with pedigree beautiful dogs like beagles know, this town had like 10 houses <laughs> it's yeah. like the smallest emptiest place ever but there's 500 dogs in the pound absolutely left right and center <laughs> i bet the town just stinks <laughs> dog flesh that's dog. what the gray food is they're all eating dog <laughs> <laughs> and the kids the kid that kid acts is terrible that mum is terrible they're mm-hmm. really pointless villains and he's like yeah, I want to buy this dog for a thousand dollars or something. And then yeah. the dog catcher on Christmas Eve is like, "Yeah, let's go! I'm fucking make a tit of myself trying to find this dog." Yep. Um. So, yeah. So he gets a the dog gets a ball, and then he starts farting, and he says like, "I need I need to go to the toilet now, or mm-hmm. I'll shit myself." But he's a dog, so why doesn't he just shit? Yeah, he would just shit, wouldn't he? He'd just have a shit. By human rules. When we got our, when my grandma got her dog, um, and like we brought her home, she did a massive shit right on the floor. Mm. Yeah, they do. They do. They always shit. Kept shitting for like two weeks, and I I remember coming home, and this is before we got her her training crate, and I'd literally been out to the chemist. I got back like half an hour later, and my dog was looking at me with the guiltiest face ever, and. I, I was wearing sandals. I'd taken my sandals off, so I was barefoot. Ugh, who are you, and... Jesus? Why are you wearing sandals? I was wearing sandals to the shop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> gross. My sliders. I was wearing my sliders. Oh, sliders. Okay, it's not yeah, that's bad. a form of sandals. Jesus creeper vibes. It's Sorry, not, yeah. it's a flip flop. Right, I was wearing like a flip flop. I was wearing like whatever. Thongs. And I, yeah, thongs. And I arrived at the. Uh... Yeah, I arrived home, was walking around barefoot, and I could smell the shit. And I was yeah, like, oh my god. That was nice. <laughs> nice and, and warm I, on the floor. <laughs> and I, fa- I found the shit, and I went, you horrible dog. I can see that shit. Took a step. Second warning. Took a step back, and I stood in another pile of dog shit. She did two dog shits. That's lovely. I think you've told us this already, though. Um, so there's a twist ending in this. That the no, 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 we're going. Carry on. We're carrying on. We're carrying on. We're carrying on. Fifteen minutes isn't not, long enough, mate. The review's we're about to end. Right. Twenty seconds. <laughs> got, Tell us the ending this quickly. Quickly. No, the reviews. The reviews right. tell you the ending. Well, we're going Pitt or Castle in twenty seconds. No, we're not going to take Castle. Reviews. I'll leave the sequel. No, we're doing it. It's been the rule from the start. No, chose to do all these. No, you chose to do it. You chose. 
No, <laughs> this is your problem, mate. We've no, got mate. six seconds of our review anyway, of Shelby Uncle the Christmas Steve, dog left. Uncle Stephen arrives, mate. We haven't even talked about Uncle Stephen. I have a lot to say about Uncle Stephen. That's the time up, I'm afraid. Mate, we've got to carry on. It. I'm sorry, please. We can't. We, please. we can't. We can't end it there. Please, please. please. We can't. <laughs> please, I beg you. <laughs> That's it done. Please, I beg you, please. No. We've had we've spoken about this shit Christmas film for fifteen minutes and that is enough. No, no, please can we talk a little bit more about it, please? So I'll Luke, cry. No, I re- I won't engage. Shelby I the dog engage. who saved Christmas. I won't engage. Is in front of you. No, we haven't even Are you about gonna it. send this film to the no, pound? We haven't even spoken about Uncle Where Steven. it goes into the incineration room and gets burned. Or are you gonna fake the death of the film? And then do a prestige-style reveal that explains everything that happened in your magic trick in the last 10 minutes that we haven't discussed because you used your time ineffectively. And are you going to reveal to everyone that actually Shelby the dog who saved Christmas is going to be in the Sandler castle because he actually survived. He wasn't incinerated. Luke Thomas, what is your verdict about Shelby the dog who saved Christmas? Fuck off, castle. (laughs) (laughs) fuck you I didn't even get a chance to talk about Uncle Stephen I didn't get a chance you had 15 minutes you wasted it no mate no mate no mate I'm not even doing I'm not even doing this episode with you anymore he wasted it didn't he guys Uh, (laughs) I'm I'm putting my foot down this is all I wanted to do is talk about this dog and you've ruined it with your time (laughs) you spoke about him you had 15 minutes no, mate, you need at least half an hour for a film like this. Well, we've been going for 25 minutes, so that's nearly half an hour. Mate, no, I'm not. Plenty of time. He's in the castle. If you use your review section effectively, you might be able to talk a bit more about what was good and bad about it and stuff. No, but... because we needed to go through it. It's a lot. We don't. No one cares about this. No one. I, I this do. Is the, this is the first time where we're doing a film where not a single person who follows us on Instagram, <laughs> who listens to our podcast or anything... Is going to know that this film even exists. We gave more time. Stu Mumro or someone like that who's watched Coneheads. We gave more time to Sesame Street. We gave more time to Sesame Street. Yeah, everyone's seen Sesame Street. (laughs) Everyone's aware of it. This is a. We gave more time to. Mouth doesn't move when it talks. We gave more time to Marshall Chronicles, mate. No one. Everyone's seen Marshall Chronicles. We must have done about five minutes about Marshall Chronicles. No, mate. We spoke for ages about Marshall Chronicles. That was important, though. It had Adam Sandler in it. It was three times less length. The Sandler podcast. This has got Rob Schneider in. He's one of the main. It hasn't really, though, has it? It's all stock footage of his voice. Well, we're going to waste another 15 minutes arguing because I'm not carrying on until I can talk about Uncle Stephen or Chevy Chase. Mention them in your review. Ah, I will now. Verdict. Okay, my verdict. It's going to be long. It's going to be a half an hour verdict. (laughs) We'll get cut down. I'll delete it. (laughs) No, don't delete it. Oh, you're horrible This is ruined Christmas. (laughs) We're in black and white. You just want too much. <laughs> this boys a, he's a greedy, greedy boy. Can I please talk about how Uncle Stephen makes him... Makes... Mention it in your review about something that made you uncomfortable and it's why you're putting it in the pit or the castle. Okay. Just be so... smart about things. You've got to take everything so boldly <laughs> and stupid. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about this film because on one hand I've got Uncle Stephen, which is a character that gets introduced... Halfway through the film, who looks like the guy from The Something About Mary, and he comes and he has a dog that he's drugged to shit itself, and he doesn't know how to clean up shit off snow, so he makes him shit directly into the bag, which is then held over the Christmas dinner. Yeah, that was disgusting. 
that was awful. And he shits right into the bag and he massages his colon. <laughs> his horrible ball mastiff. You've got Chevy Chase in this, who is the best bit of the film, but he's also like, looks like he's got a gun to his head. Yeah, you can literally see the director with his rifle. He does, he's, he's saying all these lines like cottage cheese, it's the champagne of cheese. He says, uh, <laughs> he does say that. Yeah, he says all sorts of crazy stuff. He says horrible, horrible things in this kids' film, which is another reason why I'm gonna. Yeah, he says I haven't seen I haven't seen breasts that plump since, since your mum died. died. Yep. Yeah, but he mentions also... the aristocrats, which is isn't it like famously like the dirtiest joke ever? He manages to somehow get a reference to that in this kids' film. Exactly. Yeah. So you can just aristocrat joke is where you can just say anything and then just say what's the name of the show and you say the aristocrats. But the dad is proper cracking up at that joke in this. He's like proper laughing. So yeah, that's good. Yeah. Um, just trying to have a think. <laughs> so do I'm, my verdict. No, no, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm ready in the middle to do of, it. I'm in the middle of de- debating and stuff. Um, You're not really. You're not doing a convincing job of this. I mean, right? Look, look there's Christmas. one good thing. It's Christmas. What I'm going to do? Yeah, I'm going to extend it and I'm going to give you five minutes, and I'm not going to yes. talk at all. You're not going to okay. talk at all? I'm going to oh, talk no. for five minutes. Will you nod with agreement? <laughs> no, I will talk. But we've got five minutes yet, and we're going to use it effectively, aren't we? All right. Okay, Christmas okay. miracle. All right. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> You're incredibly welcome. I'm, I'm so upset. It starts. Three, two, one, go. Okay, so um, the fake snow effect was really bad. It was yep. clearly filmed in summer, and they've added a fake snow effect. Uh, he says that Chevy Chase says that the grandma was his best friend, his wife was his best friend. He's tra- been traveling the earth trying to find meaning, and he can't because he misses her so much, which was actually quite nice and surprising <laughs> in this film. Um, they're eating Christmas dinner, but it looks like dirt. They also yeah. end up packaging up a Christmas dinner with no vegetables and meat and putting it in a box <laughs> and then giving the box to the dog catcher and hiding a little kid in the box. But somehow he only opens the box enough to see the Christmas dinner. <laughs> and then he goes, oh, lovely, and eats the Christmas dinner, yeah. but it's full of laxatives, so he starts shitting himself. <laughs> so then he... dinner. Also, the kid then uses magic to get into the dog pound, but then that doesn't make any sense because magic... Magic doesn't just stop fences existing. No. So he, he, he manages to be to go through like a physical wall. He talks about not magic. being a wizard, but he obviously does wizard tricks. He's a, clearly a wizard. There's a bit <laughs> where the girl is talking about her clothes and she says it's super expensive. And then he, he says, I hope you kept the receipt. And I laughed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Brett is an incel. He's telescope watching a girl and I hate him. And then suddenly he's wearing face paint like an army man. Yes. When they're doing the, the heist. And he says that the dog was his best friend, but he's known him three hours. <laughs> he has no friends. Yeah, he kid. hasn't got any other friends. Really he does weird. magic tricks. He's <laughs> a weird magic kid. And it, and Chevy Chase gets him a magic little box, but they also get him a magic coffin that's huge. <laughs> yeah. And they've converted the whole basement into a, into a magic tent for him. He has, he has a magic tent. No wonder he has any friends. <laughs> He has he's a full got a den of magic in his house. There's so many dog farts. <laughs> the dog farts so much. And the, the, he keeps saying the dog is a, this is his magician assistant. He doesn't do anything. No, the dog just runs around. <laughs> the, 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 the dog catcher catches the mum undressing, but the mum's got like a bra on the outside of a t-shirt. Yeah, yeah she's got like five layers on, but they're all t-shirts. <laughs> she's down to just a t-shirt. This is a PG, but I think it's because the dog gets burnt. <laughs> Why 
Why does he eat the mystery Parental dinner? guidance says dog incineration in this film. He has a number plate on the wall that says dog man. <laughs> <laughs> and his name's Doug as well. He's Doug the dog man. And he's also Barracuda. <laughs> oh, God. Can you just... Right, you've got two minutes left. Can you talk about the ending? Talk about the fake I'm out. Tra- yes, I am. I'm co- There's so much around it. Right, so basically the rich woman comes. Shelby's there. He's going to sell it to her. He gets the money. She then tries to hit him with a broom and the dog man stops it, catches the broom and says, no, this isn't how we act. Dogs are our friends. You do not do this. Give, take your money. You need to be a better mum to your son. You need to he'll donate this money to charity. You need to be the mum and stop insulting your ex-husband in front of him. He needs a dad as well. And he goes off and like suddenly the fastest change of character ever and he's like, he loves dogs, he loves dogs. But then the little girl and the dog get trapped in the, the incinerator room. And they're trying to open the incinerator room, like, please let us in. And they're like, Santa saved him in the incinerator. The dog's burnt to death. The dog catcher thinks the dog is dead. Everyone thinks it. Everyone thinks it, but it turns out Chevy Chase was actually hiding in the incinerator this whole time <laughs> to get the dog to put it in a magic coffin to pretend to the mum and dad on Christmas Day because he was in on it and the kid pretended that he didn't believe in magic or Christmas anymore and and pretended he was grieving in front of all his family but uh, the kids all knew and then the parents, they're like great, let's keep the dog. They live maybe a ten minute walk from the dog catcher (laughs) but the dog catcher now thinks the dog is dead (laughs) forever. (laughs) Even though the dog catcher's nice now so they could have just asked to keep him. I don't understand the ending at all. I I can't believe I felt bewildered in a kid's film about a dog. I did not understand this ending at all. They reveal that the dog's alive by opening this coffin and he's just stood in there. But that means that they had a dog in their house they were pretending was dead for a whole night. Who walked him? Who let him shit? Because he knows to shit. Imagine on the coffin's dog. just full of shit when they open it. <laughs> and then everyone's better be happy. But then they show a montage of the incel kid's got a girlfriend who's the carol singer from Amelia. Oh, yeah. And the weird uncle who made the boy shit <laughs> collect the dog to shit in a bag in his house. <laughs> who Chevy Chase hates. He hates this boy, his own son. <laughs> hates him. He hates him like all oh. of them hate the main boy. But then... But then no one starts liking the uncle. Okay, I've, five I've, minutes up. I've said all I need to say. That was you did really well there. If you'd had that energy for the first fifteen minutes, we'd have fucking smashed was, that review. I was just thinking about Christmas. Oh god. Okay. Uh, so I loved Luke, that though. Oh god, Luke. What are we doing with this? What are you going to do? Are you going to walk this into the incinerator, burn it, kill it like all the other dogs in this town? And kill yeah. it and put it and then put the ashes of Keep the dog in, into the pit. Or are you gonna be are you gonna be hiding inside the incinerator? What if it had turned on? What if it turned on the drop I would be dead? What are you, are you hiding inside the incinerator? Get I the haven't dog. felt something this hot since your grandmother was still alive. <laughs> so it's something horrible like that as he's burning. <laughs> <laughs> Oh god, everyone needs to see this film. It's uh, it's on Amazon. It's free to watch. But you have yeah. to watch it with ads. But One the ads come we didn't mention was the insane adverts that just pop up after 10 minutes. I got four perfume ones, 
one for a Gary Lineker podcast, and one of them was the opening credits for H2O Just Add Water, the mermaid TV show from Nickelodeon from 2006. Really interesting. I got a Cirque du Soleil advert every single time, <laughs> narrated by Tom Baker. <laughs> Come join us and you can see the new world of acrobatics and fire breathing. The, one, the, the mermaid one, though, it really threw me off because it was just the opening credits of a TV show as an advert. I got it didn't a... say now streaming here or anything like that. It was just the opening credits. H2O. Yeah. Do you remember I... that show? No, I got it like <laughs> appearing really randomly, like not properly oh, yeah. designated spots. So I got one as the girl into the incinerator room. <laughs> Tom Baker. Tom joined us at the Cirque du Soleil. <laughs> they knew you liked magic, I suppose, after watching the film. <laughs> I'm putting the film in the incinerator and no, it's not a fake ending. I might pretend it's in the castle just for one night and then really the film is actually dead and it's in the pit. Something like that. I don't know. But no, this is a horrendous... You think it's alive? It's actually a dead dog. <laughs> yeah, I open the coffin and the dog's actually dead in there. <laughs> Blow away the ashes of the dog. Everyone throws up their grey dull food. <laughs> it was funny. I've had more fun talking about it for this 15 minutes and then five extra minutes than I ever did watching it. It was a pain to watch. It was a labour. It was despicable. Terrible film. Badly made... Like, it's, it's even badly edited. When you said about how, like, the snow filter's only on, like, certain scenes, there's, like, it'll be in one shot of, like, a car driving away, there's a snow filter on it, and then it'll cut to them watching the car drive away and they forgot to put the snow filter on it. it it's terrible. Mm. It's just been, like, thrown out, quick, disposable, nonsense. <sighs> terrible. So, yeah, Castle. <laughs> what do you think? Genuinely, mate, I kind of want to put it in the castle. No. Uh, and uh, it's so... It's one of the worst films that's ever been made, ever. But I was so entertained, and I was so invest, like engaged with it. Really, I was properly making notes. I was so invested. Me and my houseboat watched it together at breakfast time, <laughs> and we were like crying, laughing. Like it was so funny. Like, I was going to say maybe because I watched it with Emma, that was why I hated it more. But if you yeah. watched it with someone else and you had a good experience, then that's well, yeah. interesting because we had a really bad time, the two of us. Yeah, me and Will were watching it and we were properly like laughing at it because it's so shit. And, like yeah. it's it's a really funny I I think it's a really funny film to watch with friends. We I did think. that for like the first 10 15 minutes and then it just got exhausting. When it finished though, do you know what I did? What? My wife was fuming that we'd sat and watched that. And then I said I'm going to play Call of Duty for a bit. <laughs> <laughs> And went on there for two hours instead Fuck of off. doing something together. Like the little boy in this film. It was just like him. I was like, fuck, his life looks great. <laughs> Pouring crisps over my head while I played it. And it's like the Christmas season. Oh, <laughs> you did that so to much together. It's fine. She Why? What are you doing? What are you doing with your wife? A bit of a private question. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing with yours? <laughs> We're doing loads of stuff. Christmas shopping constantly, having hot cocoa, sitting by the fire. All of that. <laughs> the usual stuff. I love, but just the small window that the listeners get into your married life is you watching Shelby the, Shelby the Christmas dog and then playing card after <laughs> as your wife cries. <laughs> She's fuming about it. She wrapped some presents while I did it. It was very Christmassy. Aw. That's quite nice. To the sound oh. of gunfire. <laughs> <laughs> Barracuda! <laughs> Me and the dog man were playing Call of Duty together. 
But he's got a headset on, so he can, he knows the dog catcher's voice, doesn't he? Yeah, you probably would. You'd probably recognise it, wouldn't you? If you he he lives two much. minutes away. Yeah. The odds of you playing a game with someone who lives in the same town as you is quite slim as well, isn't it? Yeah, it's very mm. slim. But anyway, yeah. Um, no, this is Pit. This is one of the worst ones ever made. Like, yeah. it's so cheap, so shit. It looks like Chevy Chase has got a gun to his head the whole film. He looks miserable. To be fair to him, though, Chevy Chase is funny in this, and he does have some lines where I did kind of smile. He's got this comedic power still, and I think he's great in this. And he's not given anything to work with, and he's still good. Rob Schneider is bad, and the film would have actually worked better if it was just a silent, cute dog. Because yeah. I didn't, I wasn't invested in this dog. I thought he was annoying. And when he was in the incinerator, I, I started laughing. <laughs> laughing so hard that he had burnt to death. And, oh no, uh, it's a little bit hot in here, isn't it? <laughs> it would have just been like that. Oh no! <laughs> never Jeep- stopped Jeepers. talking. I, I think if there was just some cute dog whimpering sounds and stuff through the whole <laughs> thing, li- little... Yeah, all of that sort of thing. It would be fine. But yeah, his voice does make it worse. Yeah, we really do need these kind of dog films to end. But very quickly before I finish, uh, I just wanted to say about a list of films that I that I got yeah, recommended after. It was incredible. incredible. So it was like, you've just watched this. Do you want to watch Lenny the Wonder Dog? <laughs> the Dog Who Saved Summer. Oh, God. Who's Summer? <laughs> Canine Christmas. Timber the Treasure Dog, The Twelve Dogs of Christmas. Is Shelby one of them? It's like the Avengers of shit <laughs> dog films. I'll be next door for Christmas. <laughs> a dog gone Christmas. The Adventures of Bailey. By the way, Bailey's a dog. <laughs> and a dog gone adventure. And one of my favourite, Santa Stole Our Dog. <laughs> which I started watching. <laughs> it's, it's a musical, and Dolly Parton's oh. done the music for it. Oh, wow. That's and quite impressive. It, it's so badly filmed. Are they all Christmas dog films then? They're all, these are Christmas dog films. There's loads of, of ordinary ones. But this they haven't one... even got like, the snow dogs. Do you remember those? No. I, remember... I think it was Paul Walker in that one. <laughs> I remember Snowman. Oh, yes. Yeah, sl- yeah, I've seen that. Um, There's so many dog films. I wonder but, why. Do you think the, people watch them? I think Joe Tarone watches them all. I, he does come across as the target audience. I think he went to watch like A Dog's Purpose or whatever it was called in the cinema, or A Dog's Journey Home or whatever. I bet he loves Marley and Me. Bob Marley? Marley and Me. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> the dog. <laughs> I know. The oh, one. I remember everyone always talking about that film. I think I've seen it, but... It's meant to be sad, which I assume means the dog dies, but... If he, if he ends up in an incinerator, wow, I love they it. burn our dog. Is, oh it my God, they... is he the dog? Yeah, he voices the dog. Wow, they burnt they burnt me. <laughs> they burnt Marley and me. Oh my god! <laughs> uh, so yeah, the the Santa who stole our dog. I started watching it, and I just want to have two things to say. They have Ed Asner in it. Uh, rest in peace, because he's mm. also Santa and Elf. Oh yeah. But I also didn't get to that bit because it was so shit. Like it's it's filmed. It looks like it's been filmed on a phone. It My makes biggest the fear is just good. seeing a message come through from Pagogo on Facebook Messenger saying, "Oh, it turns out Kevin James is in a Dog Gone Christmas. Looks like oh, we're mate. doing that next year. We're doing more dog films. And also, uh, the dog they've hired for that film is really old, <laughs> really ugly. Like he's got like glassy eyes." Like, he looks like he's about to die. He's really oh, old. They spend more budget on Dolly Parton than it does for uh, Chevy Chase, I'm guessing. 
Oh god, this dog was so fucked up looking. <laughs> um, oh man, did you ever watch the film Fluke? Don't think so, no. Oh mate, that's a good film. That's like a man dies and then he turns into a dog and he meets Samuel L. Jackson, who's shaggy also dog. No, not the shaggy dog. But he gets up and then there's Samuel L. Jackson dog. He dies and then anyway, he's been reincarnated as a dog. So he then could try to find his wife and he's trying to like, lick his wife. Oh my god! Like, I love my wife. And then he gets flashbacks that he was a terrible, terrible man, and his wife hated him, and his son hated him. So then he's like, "Right, I'll just live my life as a dog in the woods." And then meet Samuel L. Jackson again, and he's become a squirrel. <laughs> Is this for adults? <laughs> I need to oh, watch no. this one. It's so good, mate. It's so that good. does sound good. I like the sound of that. All right, oh. but anyway, there you go. Shelby, the dog who saved Christmas. <laughs> didn't save christmas enough to not get Did I even do my verdict yeah you said pit you said it was the wor- one of the worst films oh yeah okay i can't remember <laughs> but fluke is in the castle the worst films ever that we've watched <laughs> Sat- the Sat- santa stole my dog is definitely in the pit as well i haven't finished it i got 10 minutes in but it's bad the pit's just full of horrible dog films now <laughs> <laughs> and gray it's- food <laughs> it's like the pound <laughs> we keep accidentally freeing the films and then chasing them. <laughs> Eight Crazy Nights is out again. <laughs> it is, it is out. It's in the castle. Uh, it's been adopted by a cute family. <laughs> we basically did the um, the trick at the end of this to Eight Crazy Nights. We've pretended it's dead, but for like a oh. year and a half. <laughs> just to redeem it. <laughs> <Da-da>. <laughs> Guess what, everyone? <laughs> we were lying. Incinerator <laughs> got the DVD out. <laughs> oh, Chevy Chase has had it for two years. Oh, um, please, please, anyone who's listening, please, please watch this film. It's so yeah. funny. If you it's... want your family to hate you at Christmas, stick on Shelby, the dog who saved Christmas. If anyone, like any of our... If you're a really... parent, especially, if you want your kids upset. Yeah, if any of our listeners, like uh, our really loyal listeners, like Reese Picker and Harry Henty and, and Stu Monroe, if you really, really want to be cool, please play this on Christmas Day. <laughs> In front of your families. Take photos. <laughs> Take us. photos. I'll genuinely send you money. <laughs> That's the I'd second that. time in a, in a row where you've said you're going to send people money for free. It's so funny because I'm a charity worker and I have like no money. That's you. You're doing the charity of, of God's work. <laughs> I'm Beaker in Muppets Christmas Carol. I have nothing but a scarf to give. Oh, good God. All right. What are we going to do next then? What's next in the stocking? Could do some games. Should we do some games? Yeah. Save the gifts for last. Yeah. Oh no, we'll do the gifts after the games. Games and gifts, the best part of Christmas, and then it ends with a horrible little pitch. Oh yeah, the pitch. Um, <laughs> do you, whose game should be first? Mine's quick. Let me Mine's long. Alright, <laughs> let's have a quick one. Palette cleanser then. Yeah, quick palette cleanser. First. Right, so, do you remember a couple of... I don't even know when I did it. There was one time where I used the pun, Sandler Mind. It was a pun of mastermind. Yeah, I do remember. I don't know what the game was. I don't know what the questions were or anything like that. But the other day I was scrolling through, I think either Twitter or TikTok. And I saw that Amy Tapper from Gogglebox, first mention of the Tapper family from Gogglebox on the podcast. (laughs) Which one's the Tapper family? I'll Google them whilst you're talking. I think they're like in North London. Um, Oh, yes. Yes, I remember these. Yeah. So, yeah, Amy Tapper from Gogglebox was Mm. on celebrity mastermind and i saw this clip going around and i had to jump on it because there's a very loose connection her round her like chosen topic was the films of adam sandler fuck off yeah oh, her no. and clive myrie both said sandler which 
you know, up for debate. I'll always go Sandler. I've written down every question that she got asked, and you're <laughs> going to do the exact same round that Amy Tapper did on Gogglebox. Oh, God. Uh, on Mastermind. You'll have and to time me. Yeah. It's timed. It's 90 seconds. Okay. She didn't answer while the question was being read. Clive Myrie got to read out the whole question. I don't know if that's a rule of That's a rule mastermind. of mastermind, yeah. You can't start answering while I'm asking the question. If you answer them quicker than she did, I don't know what will happen. Maybe we could just go back over the ones that if you had to pass any or whatever, because there's only eight questions in 90 seconds. That seems Doesn't like seem, not seems many. manageable, doesn't it? Yeah, I think so. But oh, yeah. right, fuck, I'm, I'm way more relaxed now. So you can pass... If you say an incorrect answer, then I give you the correct one, right? I think that's what they do. Um, if you pass or if you get it correct, I don't know if I tell you or not. I don't really watch Mastermind. So I think that you need to be really serious in this because yeah, they base this on the Gestapo. So okay. you need to take this seriously. Easy. That's why we're in black and white. <laughs> um, quite an evil vibe going on. I think I think it's if you pa- if I pass or I get it wrong. No, if I pass. Or I, I don't tell you to the end if you pass. I know. Yeah, that, you you I leave the past it. ones, the ones that I get wrong. I think you tell me right away. Yeah, I think. Okay. And if you're correct, I just say correct. Yes. The points come up on the screen when they get it correct. Yeah. yeah. And I'll tell you at the end if you've done better than her or not. Okay. Um, are you ready? Yeah. Hang on. I'm gonna shine the light further in my eyes. Oh, like, so because feels, I think it feels more evil. No, no, no. What's the theme? Have you? Are you gonna play a little theme? No. Oh, mate, this is like putting a bit of fucking effort in it. I'll add it in the edit. (laughs) Something like that. You're going to do the name. Name? Uh, Luke Thomas. Profession? Um, I work for a a charity. And how do we know you? Um, I'm... One of the co-hosts of the Sandler Pit podcast, uh, the Adam Sandler podcast, one of the uh, top four Adam Sandler podcasts in the UK. And what is your chosen topic? My chosen topic is uh, dog Christmas films. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, no, sorry. Uh, it's Adam Sandler. The films of Adam Sandler. Okay, 90 seconds and your time starts now. What is the name of Happy Gilmore's golf coach who has a wooden hand as a result of being attacked by an alligator? Oh shit! Um, slappy. Something. Correct. It is Chubbs. Oh. In Big Daddy, when Sonny tells the five-year-old Julian that he should choose his own name, what does the boy decide he wants to be called? Oh my goodness! <laughs> the pressure's really on. Uh, does he want to be called like Gladiator? <laughs> Incorrect. It was Frankenstein. Oh, that's in it. the film Click, the remote control that Michael uses to navigate his life has various options, including commentary mode. Which actor does Michael say provides the commentary? Oh my god! Uh, <laughs> oh god! Um, is it like some old game show host? Uh, that's American. That I won't really get. Um, so uh, uh, Michael Parkinson. <laughs> Incorrect, it was James L. Jones. Shit. In Billy Madison, the elementary school president, Max Anderson, is blackmailed into failing Billy by his rival, Eric Gordon, who discovers Anderson is really a disgraced wrestler known by what name? Oh, oh, fuck. Oh, the pressure. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, the kind of one of a hard stack. The Captain... Captain... Incorrect. Captain... <laughs> incorrect it was the revolting blob 
What's oh, the title me. of the self-help book written by Bo- Dr. Buddy Rydell, which Sandler's character discovers shortly? I, I started, so I will continue. What is the title of the self-help book written by Dr. Buddy Rydell, which Sandler's character discovers shortly after he is ordered to undergo 20 hours of anger management therapy? Oh, shit. Um, how to stop being angry. Incorrect. It was Nobody Cares. You had no passes. Oh, shit. But you also got no incorrect answer. Uh, no correct no answers. Fucking hell. You didn't pass a single time. Um, Amy managed three more questions. Oh, um, my God. Just for fun, should we do them? Yeah, yeah. All right. When Zohan runs away to New York, what's the name of the hairstyle he gives himself, stating that it states that I care about the way I look, but I'm still approachable? The, um, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, mate. I don't know. <laughs> that was the Avalon. Um, and in this, Amy confidently says um, Scrappy Coco, which is also incorrect. <laughs> um, <laughs> in Punch Drunk Love, which actress plays Lena Leonard, who orchestrates her way to meeting Sandler's character Barry after seeing a photo of him with his sisters? Oh, um, uh, is it Emily? Is it Emily something? Emily, uh, Emily Watson? Correct. Yes. <laughs> yes. Come on. Count. It wasn't in the time. Oh, well, whatever. <laughs> it's, it's nice to know. Um, while on a flight to, this was her last question, and similar to your question with anger management, it ended halfway through, but he continued because he'd already started. While on a flight to Las Vegas, which real life rock star helps the wedding singer Robbie in his quest to win the heart of Julia? Oh, that's uh, Billy Idol. Correct. So if you'd you know, done it as quickly as she did, you'd have got two points, which would have been better than she did. She only got one correct. Wow. Which was the first one, Chubbs, being the name of um, Happy Gilmore's golf coach. But yeah, she only got one point. It was quite embarrassing, I thought. So. I mean, was it as embarrassing as, as my effort? Well, no, because she's like, I mean, yes, she watches TV for a living, but like she doesn't just watch Adam Sandler films every every couple of weeks. You should have known a couple more. I know, I know. You know what I... she said when she found that she had one point? What? Well, hey, one's better than none. I'm glad I, I wrote that down, because now it feels like a personal <laughs> dick. Really dick. What's her name again? Amy Tapper. All right, Amy Tapper, here's my public challenge that I'm throwing out to you. We had a head-to-head <laughs> on Instagram Live. <laughs> Christmas Eve. <laughs> Christmas Day. The big fat Sandler Christmas quiz on yeah. Channel 4. I want you, and what's her name? What's her name? Sorry. Amy Tapper. Amy Tapper. I want Amy Tapper and me, head to head, Christmas Day, the... on an Instagram Live, and we're going to have a quiz, and you're going to host it. And you're going to come up with some questions, because I will not take that I've been beaten by Amy Tapper. From Gogglebox. From Gogglebox. <laughs> When I've done 80 fucking four episodes of bullshit, <laughs> and I don't remember anything. Turns out someone doesn't know their Sandler as much as Amy Tapper from Gogglebox. <laughs> they, all of the Sandler knowledge went out the window as soon as I discovered these dog films. <laughs> <laughs> well, next time we'll do a quiz about dog films. But yeah, so that was from um, that was Celebrity Mastermind Series 21, Episode 1, if anyone wants to check it out and see how how well the rest of them fared i don't think i'm gonna do it (laughs) 
But oh, the God. pressure, I really felt really stuffed. <laughs> I, I was well. We, me and you were talking at the start of this before we started recording that we both got really fat, <laughs> <laughs> really recently. Like we were both really fat. And we can't stop eating, and yeah. like I'm like I woke up in the middle of the night and he was sick. Just, just from being so fat. But we're gonna start a new thing of the real fit boys, aren't we? We're a year of being real fat boys first, though, aren't we? No, no, we're having a month of that because I genuinely think I'm gonna die, and then we're gonna become really fit and get in really good shape the rest of 2023, like your dad. Uh, because as we were doing that, I ha- felt this like crushing pain in my chest. You need a Rennie's. <laughs> a, pe- a pain flowed up my arm and a sense of dread. <laughs> really bad dread <laughs> and the smell of dog shit <laughs> oh, um, oh, that, that was good actually that was better than I thought it was going to be I thought we, you fun. were just going to get them all right and that was going to be it no of course I wasn't no, going to get them all right <laughs> I don't think I'd have got many of them right either I think maybe like three and I've, and we've never done Happy Gilmore yeah true which is the only one she got it. right yeah like bef- before the bad times before the pandemic and Billy Madison as well we've not done We've not done that. But still. What's Captain boy. Insano from? Waterboy. Fuck. He's the revolting blob. Shit. Did I tell you what the uh, the correct answers were? Yeah, you did. Yeah, no, I that's did. what I mean, but I was trying to say Captain Insano, and then I was yeah. like, why do I know that? No, it's true, yeah. That is from oh, San Laverse. Right. Well, fun game. Liked that was it. lovely. What's your one? Well. I know what's coming. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, I don't have... is that not what's coming? No, no, it is, it is, but I don't have any dice. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm going to make a dice generator online. Oh, there'll be one. A dice generator online, 1 to 12. Hang on, before we do all this, hang, give me a fucking minute. <laughs> what's... Should we do a gift? <laughs> no, I'm doing a gift. I just need a moment. So how many dice sides are there on a Dungeons & Dragons one? 12 sides. You can get all dice. different ones, can't you? There's okay, like I'm... 20 sided dice. Have you ever seen that? Uh, yeah, I, don't, I think we don't need that. That's too much. Uh, so I'm going to do a 12 sided dice roller. Oh my God, this is really exciting. Oh, wow, it's just on Google. I can just roll. Oh, it's actually on the Google page. It's actually on the Google page. Love I'm going to shut down all my tabs except for this because this might destroy <laughs> for the rest my of internet. his life. The only tab he's ever going to have open is just the dice. It's the 12 sided dice. <laughs> Everything okay. you do, you're going to decide via dice on Google. <laughs> Okay, um, so we are going back to a popular game, which we first... <laughs> Stop laughing at me, you <laughs> <laughs> popular. <laughs> A popular game that we played um, originally in our Paul Block Mall Cop 2 episode, iconic. which is our iconic episode. And this is a game which I like to call Dungeons and Sandler. So... If, Luke Thomas uh, is burned in the incinerator. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows where we might go this time. So your character was called Gus Thunderbus, I believe. Oh yeah, that was him. And he was an orc. And in the last instalment, the aim of this whole adventure is we want to get Gus uh, has to get to Meadow Hall for Christmas. To, okay. Um, which oh, is it was pretty by nice. Christmas. Was it like that before? Yeah, it was. Oh, I don't remember Christmas yeah, being a part we're, of it. We're going to Meadow Hall, journey to Meadow Hall, and we're going to yeah. go Christmas shopping. Uh, but unfortunately, on the journey there, you got thrown out of a car, and yeah. then you started eating metal and fucking mm. the ground. Yeah. So you're currently your cock is all 
broken and I think flappy. it came off, didn't it? It didn't come off, but it's now like beaten beyond. I thought beyond. it was left as like the new statue because I'd eaten a statue. And now there's like a lamb. <laughs> you didn't lay a statue in the cock. <laughs> no, okay, fine. You've got the most of the shaft is in there, but you have mm. got some flapping orc skin left oh, and some God. hefty orc balls. Yeah, the balls are fine. Okay, huge. But yeah, you wanted to get to Meadow Hall, which to any of our listeners who this is our your first ever time listening. I'm so sorry. The level of continuity here is incredible. So much. Meadow Hall is if a you shopping it, Go back to the Pool Block 2 episode, skip to about an hour and, I don't know, 10 minutes in when the jaunty music starts. <laughs> Sit back, relax, and go on a journey with us. So yeah, Meadow Hall is a shopping centre just off the M1. Don't know the junction, but if you're on Sheffield area, you'll be able to see it because it looks like a, a big tit. So we're going to carry on our adventure. Uh, so you have been taken into yeah. a holding cell in the middle of Sheffield. God. Someone's rattling on the cage with a cup. Me? No. Oh, you're... Oh, fuck, I can't do his accent. Hang on. Ah, oh, so you wanna say that you're in here? It's Peter Dante, the... I thought it was Jennifer Coolidge. <laughs> <laughs> What's he From saying? American Pie? <laughs> yeah. Darling! Yeah, it's Jennifer Coolidge. So the warden is Jennifer Coolidge. And from she's Click. From Click, yep. And, and better things. Yeah. And she's there rattling a cup on your cage, throwing water at you. You're going, ah! <laughs> yeah, because that burns orcs. Burns orcs. Stop it, it burns orcs! <laughs> okay, so what are you going to ask her? By the way, you have zero charisma because you're a horrible yeah. orc with no Doesn't get much luck with his charisma. He doesn't know. What am I going to say to her? So what's she doing? We're both in separate cages facing each other, but she can reach my one. You no, know, you're in a cage and a she's cup. marching up and down. She's the warden. Oh, she's the warden. She's the warden. Why has she got a cup that she's doing that? <laughs> no, does no, she, she want change? No, she's she's come in with a cup of water in a, like a metal cup. And she started like she started like jiggling it on the metal bars and then thrown it in and your face. Am I in like a hanging bird cage as well, please? Yeah, you are in a hanging <laughs> bird cage in the police station. Please, with no please, willy. Thank you. You've got yeah, no willy. Half a cock. <laughs> Massive balls. Huge balls. I put them through the railings. Put <laughs> your balls through the railing. So you <laughs> put your balls through the railing. And uh, Jennifer Coolidge goes, well, you not do her voice. No, she's what are you, balls. What are you doing with those balls? And then she punches them. You recoil again. <laughs> they fall off onto the floor. <laughs> Straight off. Okay, so they fall off onto the floor. You notice there is a slight dink in the hinge of the door. You also notice that a bar behind your head in the birdcage is a little bit loose. You're also very good at eating metal. It's all made of metal. Mm, yeah. But unfortunately, in there, you've got Jennifer Coolidge, uh, who's marching up and down, a fierce warden. And then you've also got maybe five police grunts. Right. There is one door out, and there's a key hooked to the warden's belt. But I could bite my way out. You could bite your way out. Who knows? Okay. I start sniffing the air. You start sniffing the air. I'm going, mmm, ooh, mmm. What what do you what do you think you're doing? <laughs> oh, sorry. Did you say something? Um, it's, it smells like um, one of the deputies has just brought in a fresh batch of Krispy Kreme's donuts from the Krispy Kreme branch in Sheffield. 
knowing Jennifer Coolidge knows that Krispy Kreme. I mean, I don't even think we have a branch. Yeah. Are you sure you don't mean Duncan? <laughs> I can't read, so maybe. <laughs> so she she is delighted at that because there is actually on Ecclesaw Road a very nice Dunkin' Donuts location. So she turns around uh, to face the police officers and say, who's brought the donuts? What are you going to do? Well, it's none of them because they've all been in the room the whole time. Um, someone else has brought one. Oh, so I someone at the door? It. They're in another room, yeah. All right. Um, Ooh, okay, fine. Good. I'm going to leave the five guards in here, but... Darling, what does she say? Does she say darling? Darling, I'm going to... <laughs> Sweetheart, I'm going to go and check out the donuts. I'll okay. see you later. And then she's left. You've got five grunts. I'm going to pretend I'm really hungry, so I just start chewing the cage. So you start chewing the cage. The police are quite trepidatious and they're anchoring their hands over the top of their guts. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think you're doing there, son? Starving. I'm just you're thinking star about those donuts. Oh, do you want us to get you some dinner? Is that how prison works? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I've never been in one. But also, you're in a bird cage. Do so you have any bones? Be... I'm in so the cage asking is... for bones for dinner. <laughs> well, they, all they have is bird seed. So do you have man flesh? Does anyone have any man flesh we out have, there? We have no man flesh. All we have is bird seed. So at this point, they're throwing the bird seed at you. You're covered in seed. That's fine. What are you going to do? You've noticed there's a dick in the door and a loose in the cage. What are you going to do? What, and I still can't just bite through? You haven't you. asked to bite through. You I was said, biting through before. You said to pretend to bite through to look hungry. <laughs> no, I was actually biting it. Okay, you start biting it and you've torn off the fucking bit of cage. Yeah. And you've hopped up. Oi! The police <laughs> officer pulls out his gun. What are you going to do? What day is it? What day is it? Date. It's... What date? It's fucking Christmas Eve, son. Well, I need to get back then. Get back where? Get back where? The only place you the need North to get back Pole. is in your cage. What? The North Pole. You're from the North Pole? Yeah, look at my ears. Alright, this does send a bit of a, a conversation around the guards. They were all educated in, in Rotherham, so they actually don't know anything. And also they don't know what the difference between Elf and Lock. So you've got to roll higher than a fucking four okay. for them to believe this. Okay. You've rolled a nine. <sighs> they go, oh my god. I can't believe the legend is true. We'll let you go. The warden's out of the room. So they shuffle you under their coats. Yeah. And they walk. <laughs> Thanks, boys. And they walk you out and they push you out into the street. <laughs> you note, you check, and it is Christmas Eve. Uh, yeah. You know for a fact that Meadow Hall is going to be shutting in a couple of hours. Mm -hmm. uh, what are you going to do? There's a bus that goes there. You could probably, from where you are, Tinsley's still a bit of a trek. You could maybe get a train. You could ride a bike. There's a bike you notice. There's always a bike, the isn't there? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't realize Sheffield was the next Amsterdam. Why are there bikes <laughs> it's everywhere? full of bikes. All right, first things first. I soothe my aching cock with some snow. Um, <laughs> it still hurts. So I put some snow on that. You put um, some snow on it. Uh, to get cured, of you, for your cock to get cured, you've got to roll higher than an 11. <laughs> <laughs> it gets infected, doesn't it, if not? Okay, you've rolled a four. The oh, snow no. sears your... Because remember, snow's made of water. So it burns your horrible cock because oh, yeah, where your cock goes. Water. Because water, yeah, doesn't work well with orcs. 
and your feet are burning as well in the snow because it's made of water. So no, you I've got to... uh, leather <laughs> shoes on. <laughs> you don't have any leather shoes, they stripped you naked. <laughs> <laughs> or I just lay down and die on the floor. <laughs> you lay down and die. You have to roll higher than 11 to die. <laughs> Five. Unfortunately, you persist. You're just in agony. I'm just burning. All right. I need to get home to bring my family their gifts. I'm going to jump straight on the bike. Right, he's hopped on the bike. <laughs> His arse <laughs> nussles into the saddle of the bike. Luckily, because I don't have my huge balls anymore, though. It's probably quite comfortable now. You do have your huge balls. No, they fell off in the jail. Oh, yeah, they fell when off. she hit him with her cup. Would you just fart? <laughs> I, no, I didn't fart. fart. <laughs> so you start cycling and you're heading your way uh, towards Meadowhall. Yeah. But suddenly, who appears? No, not the warden. <laughs> yeah, the warden, warden's still busy. Oh, good. Eating oh, their fake donuts. The last arm of the law is Paul Blart. Oh. He's guarding the blue entrance to Meadowhall, which is yeah. also the only entrance that's open because right. there's been a fire in the car parks. Paul Blart is on his segue saying, We've heard word there's gonna there's a, a, a I don't know, an orc around here and we need to look out for an orc. You are very naked. Yeah. Very cock and ballless orc. Yeah, fine. So how are you getting past Paul Blart? Um, what can I say to him? What's his daughter's name? I don't know. Shall I know like, him? I'll say to him, you look like a dad. <laughs> your dad. So you've approached him, so now he knows you're there. <laughs> yeah, you didn't know you him. were there before. <laughs> so you've approached talk to, him. to talk to him. If you, if I roll higher than 11, he pulls out a gun and kills you. <laughs> roll a six. So he oh, hasn't pulled out, he's gonna and killed you. Hey, mister. Wait, yeah. what do you want? I know you, you're the, you're the orc that escaped the prison in Sheffield. What are you doing here? I know you, you're Paul Blart, from the film Paul Blart Mall Cop. There is no such film as Paul Blart Mall Cop. What's your name? My name's Paul Blart. And what's your job? I'm a mall cop. Mm, where I'm from, there's a film about that. Well, you've entered the wrong time stream here, sonny, sonny lad. I'm just a simple mall cop, there's no films. You're in the mall cop universe, I didn't mention. Well, I'm aware of it. <laughs> I'm from the North Pole. <laughs> I'm an orc from the North Pole. Who fucks oh, the ground? Right, if I roll higher than one, I kill you. <laughs> this so, I'm like Deadpool, but no one likes me. <laughs> really self-aware. <laughs> if I roll higher than a two, I'm pulling out my gun. Put it out all you want, son. Oh, I've rolled a seven, so I've pulled out the gun, and I'm like, right, you just said you're from the North Pole, and you think there's a film about me, and you're an orc. <laughs> I'm going to kill you. Would your daughter want you to do that? Again, you have no charisma, so this will only really affect me if I roll higher than a four. It tugs on his heartstrings. It'll tug on my heartstrings if I roll higher than a four. I rolled a twelve. <laughs> God, he's tugging him. He's bungee Mate, jumping on his heartstrings. My heartstrings are not fucking tough at all. What, you said if you rolled higher than a four? Oh, fuck. <laughs> I went lower than a four. All right, fuck. <laughs> Thank God for your bad speech. All right, so whatever. His heartstrings have been pulled a little bit, and... Oh. You're right, my daughter wouldn't like me to be using deadly weapons against a lesser life form. The big man told me she's a good kid. She's, she's on the good list this year. She's a good kid. She should always be on the good list. She's a, she's a life of my life. At this point, Paul Blart starts crying. <laughs> <laughs> what do you do? Is everything okay, Paul? I mean, 
it's hard. I've just been transferred from. Uh, I used to live in uh, Buffalo, <laughs> and then transferred to Las Vegas, and now I've been transferred to Sheffield. It's been a bit a lot. My daughter's at university, and uh, I just find it a bit hard, a bit, a bit lonely without her. You know, a little bit lonely. Yeah, no, I'm struggling here as well. I'm used to much different climates. I'm allergic to water. You're allergic to water, but snow is made of water. Yeah. Oh. Don't always look like this. Yeah, you are particularly. Can I, you? I used to have a full penis. No way. I thought yeah. you were smooth down there like a cartoon. No. How do you think we all procreate? <laughs> Where are your clothes? You must be really cold. Um, if I roll higher than a, a five, I want to give you my jacket. I rolled a, I rolled a one. I snuggle into my jacket more. You need to, you should go in the store and buy some clothes. Thanks. Um do us a solid. Yeah. It's Christmas tomorrow. We're both stranded. We're both we're both not from around here. Yeah. I've only got North Pole currency. And it's invisible. <laughs> May I borrow some money, please? For my At this point, body. If I roll higher than one, I'm pulling out my gun again. <laughs> and he pulled out his gun. It's a seven. <laughs> what did you just say? Did you just try and get money off me? Borrow, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you don't get borrowed anything from me. At this point, he he fires a warning shot at your 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 blooded stump of a penis. Ah! That's not a warning shot. <laughs> oh, it, gra it grazes the undercarriage of you. There's no there's nothing there. He's not feeling left. anything down there at the moment. It's dead. Yeah, I'm not feeling it, so it doesn't really matter if he shoots it or not. At this point, Paul Block walks away in anger. Just do what you want. But he's not giving you any money. Oh, I've only my sword. <laughs> <laughs> you could, I don't know, you could do anything. So what do you want to do? Do you want to go in the store? Do you want to leave? What do you want to do? I'll go in. You go in. There's the hustle and bustle of many a Sheffield folk buying Christmas presents galore for their families. Some people are at the Oasis Food Court eating a delicious dinner of McDonald's or KFC or maybe a Harry Ramston's chippy. The, the, some people are down the lanes at ma Mankind buying gadgets and also at Extravagance buying weird shit like little Buddha heads and stuff like that. There's all sorts down there. There's also like the typical shops you'd find in most shopping centres like HMV. There's also like a pretzel stand and there's all sorts in there to do. At Marks and Spencer's there's an H&M. There's there's loads to do in there. I can see you reading off Google Maps. You I'm not this. reading off Google Maps. This was You've all my life. The only thing I'm looking at right now, mate, is the 12-sided dice roller. I just you want to know, been... what do you want to do whilst you're in Why am I here? You're there to buy gifts. Who said that? Me. <laughs> Who are you? All right, then. Fine. <laughs> what do you to want to do? <laughs> yes. Right. Talking to the sky, the narrator will kill you if I roll higher than a fucking ten. It's a five. Oh, You're so persistent. That would have been so good if I just got killed in the middle of Meadow Hall. Um, what was my goal though? Why am I here? You're going shopping. For who? Your family. Is this it? <laughs> Is this the game? <laughs> yeah. I'm rushed it because I'm a bit fed up. I'm a bit fed up with my own game. Yeah, it's got it's gone on too long. I thought it'd be a boss battle at the end or something. There reached, will be. I've reached the to... goal of getting to Meadow Hall, haven't I? Yeah. All right. Um, you need some clothes. Yeah. So where Is you there you're a Primark? Go? There's a Primark. Yeah. All right. I'll go Primark. So you're walking along towards Primark. A lot of the shoppers are regaling in horror. They're like, ah! It's an I keep orc. saying Happy Halloween to everyone. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> keep saying happy Halloween. Uh, you say happy Halloween to the wrong person. If I roll higher than a fucking 10, they're going to uh, knock you out. Can they just kill me? It's a nine. Oh, so it, close. They hit you. <laughs> they they knock you out. <laughs> they miss and they hit their own child instead. <laughs> okay. Suddenly, you see Paulie Shaw walking towards you. Oh, no. Oh, my God. It's really nice to be here in England. I'm going to go shopping at all the stores we have in the United States and compare the differences. It's crazy that they have the pound here. When pound is what I usually do to prostitutes. What do you do? I leave. <laughs> I turn around and leave. I'm not getting close from private. The doors are locked. <laughs> the doors are locked. Alright, I go up to him and I say, Oh, fellow orc. Oh my god, is that one of those Lord of the Rings creatures? Yeah, I remember you, Paulie. We, <laughs> we raided Isengard together. Oh my god, I remember you. <laughs> we were we were both in that movie together. Yeah. How cold oh is it god. over here? It's freezing. I'm so used to the California sun. You still get money from the comedy store and all that? Oh my god. My residual checks just dried up. Oh, I was going to ask for some um, help. I'm freezing. I mean, I'm still selling drugs. <laughs> Yeah, alright, then I'll take some. <laughs> alright, you've got to roll higher than a five for Paulie Shaw to give you money and clothes and a t-shirt that says the weasel. Oh, yes. Eleven. Oh, he yes. He hands I'm... you, he goes into his little bag and he hands you a goodie bag that he carries around from all times <laughs> with a Paulie Shaw pair of shorts. Paulie Shorts. <laughs> Paulie Shorts. Yes, please. Um, a weasel t-shirt, and um, and also he gives you a thousand dollars. Oh, nice! Oh my God, I hope this keeps you in your stead. Cheers, Paul. That's it. Is there anything fun? You know, I'm fucking bored. I'll put the clothes on. Um, I'm fed up. Uh, so you put your clothes on, and you're ready for another future adventure in Meadowhall. <laughs> Oh, that's the end of it. <laughs> that's the end of this day's one. I can't be asking oh this anymore. God, you, ne you never asked to do anything fun. You never asked to eat anything or kill hey, anyone. Or... I tricked someone with donuts. I thought that was pretty good. That was good, except I only finally got a character I enjoyed playing right at the end. <laughs> <laughs> Jennifer Coolidge is so, really hard. He was just so gullible, old Paulie Shaw, wasn't he? I know, but I mean, it wasn't that much of a stretch from my reality. So next time when we come back, I want you to have actually written stuff up because I could tell that was all on the fly. I know. You no, I'm fine by just saying loads of shop names. <laughs> next time I want you, you tried Story. the Sandler related thing, which I appreciate. That was good. I tried it. I it tried to do Peter Dante. Yeah. In a couple of months when we come back, fully fledged RPG you know Meadow what? Hall. Because when I first introduced this game, you looked fucking miserable. And yeah, no, as we played I'm it, a bit more you were miserable. I know. And then I listened to the episode and you'd added all sorts of effects to it. Yeah. And I could tell you were really happy with it. And this time your eyes lit up when I said I was going to play this. I and know. You're beat that we, character we're again. just so out of sync. I know, because I'm miserable. I don't want to do that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I hated that. Maybe it's going to be a three-parter, because I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm winding down now. There's very little Gus can do now. He hasn't, just hasn't got a cock. Yeah, there needs <laughs> there needs to be a point to him being at Meadow Hall, though. He was buying presents for his though. family. 
Exactly. There's lots of freedom, but there's loads of things that could have happened if you'd gone into a store. I expected like a Skyrim type thing rather than The Sims. You gave me The Sims. You just gave me an open toy box. All right, fine. Next time we you come know? back, it's going to be Skyrim. Skyrim, but in Meadowhall. <laughs> I would have put a lot of effort to this. <laughs> that was, it was fun. We had a good time. What are we doing good now? games. Should we go on to some gifts? Yeah, we'll go on to some gifts. So we've already spoken about order of gifts. I've got three here. You've got three there. I've got one still to come, but we're going to let it in and it'll be seamlessly, seamlessly edit it in. And again, your last present, the one that's not here right now is really nice. Pre-wrapped. It's really good. It's really nice. It's It's all wrapped though, just in envelopes. I know, but this one's wrapped within the envelope. Oh, lovely. All three of yours have already arrived. Amazing. Who should go first? I think you should go first. Because you have four presents and I have three. So it'll oh, okay. sandwich them in nicely. Also, yeah. you know what the first present is. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So my first one here is for, it's addressed to Emma Dale. My <laughs> wife is called Emma. Her surname is not Dale. <laughs> it's, it's Terry, surprisingly. But I'm guessing that's an Emma Dale pun, which yeah. fair play. Like, finally, you've done something good. <laughs> um, it says on the envelope, custom reference 7613. Emmerdale, Paddy and Marlon's big N.I. <laughs> big night. Northern Ireland. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. God knows what it could be. They're big what? <laughs> I mean, look, this is the sound it makes. Oh, God, it's it's really rattling about in there. The sound um, of a disc in a DVD. So, and it is DVD shaped. Maybe a little I'll, bit thin for a DVD, I'd say. I'm a little bit annoyed because this time of year, people are going to be buying stuff for um yeah, for their friends, family. They shouldn't be putting what it is on the box. So that's a bit silly. Are you seriously calling out Enviromedia Group Limited? Right yeah, I am. Yeah, from Paisley, which I think is in Scotland. Yeah, those lads who are selling these very DVDs, no one wants, and I think it cost me about fifty p. You don't. You. This is a present. All right, open your gift. Enjoy. So what could this be? I can't wait to find out what their big nigh is. Big ninety. <laughs> you know, whatever this is, I'm never gonna watch it. Oh, we're gonna watch it. It took together. me two years to watch Pinocchio three thousand. <laughs> it's a twelve rated DVD. Lovely. <laughs> it's their big night in. A big night. 100% exclusive to DVD. Feature length film. <laughs> and they've got a quote on it. The funniest quiet night in ever. But it looks like a quote, but it doesn't have... No one said it. <laughs> it's where the quotes usually are on a poster. But look, there's no <laughs> there's no source of where that quote's come from. The source is Paddy or Marlon. <laughs> 100% exclusive to DVD. Exclusive to DVD and never to be broadcast on TV. I wonder why. Well, Could that's... you describe the um the front of the box? We've got Paddy and Marlon both looking shocked. They're from Emmerdale, in case anyone. <laughs> they're didn't from know. Emmerdale, yeah. Um, they're outside their cottage. Paddy or Marlon? I don't know which. Oh no, I do. Marlon, the taller one with the hair, is wearing a scuba mask, goggles on his head, and he's holding a snake, <laughs> 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 which he looks surprisingly comfortable about. They're kind of like, you can tell they're not there. <laughs> There's like lines around them. And they're in front of a cottage that has an inflatable ape on it. <laughs> Did you notice that? No, I haven't looked at this at all. <laughs> <laughs> it's Next really hard to see in black and white. Oh yeah, it's also all in black and white. Who's in it? 
Everyone seems to be in it. It's got a lot of stars. Even Bell Dingle and Bob Hope. <laughs> Bob Hope? It's 92 minutes approximately, and it's got 22 minutes of extras. Do you want to read the blurb? So it says Emmerdale, 100% exclusive to DVD, exclusive to DVD and never to be broadcast on TV. Your favourite Emmerdale characters star in a feature-length film as you've never seen them before. Rona's desperate for a girl's night out, a bit of adult-only company and a few drinks. Paddy's desperate for a boy's night out, a bit of adult-only company and a few drinks. <laughs> Someone's got to be left minding the baby, and no one's giving in. Hilarious hijinks ensue as Paddy and Marlon embark on a big night in, which in the morning after the night before leaves them wondering, what on earth happened? How did they get so drunk? When did they lose their clothes? But most importantly... Where is baby Leo? It's basically the hangover. hangover. They've made the hangover, but and it came out in 2011, which I think is the year after the hangover came out. That's really good. That is a good good gift. I can't wait to not watch it. We're going to watch it together. We're going to do it on a pod on something. We're going to talk about it. I can't wait. (laughs) That's 50p well spent, if I do say so. Thank you. It's really good, isn't it? What a lovely gift. Couldn't have got the Blu ray? No, I don't think it ever it's got upscaled. It's exclusive to DVD. It doesn't say yeah. Blu-ray, to be fair. Never been upscaled. <laughs> um, okay, right, I'll open my next. gift. So this is from, uh, well, I don't know, but it's addressed to, well, it says return address World of Books. Oh, it's from World of Books then, isn't it? Yeah, World of Books. That's why I call my flat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, there's going to be a new one there soon for you. Um, <laughs> oh, this is addressed a little bit behind the curtain. All of these got delivered to my mum's address because I was in the middle of moving and Mm -hmm. I didn't want to not be in and miss one of them and have to go to the post office to collect them, which made me feel a bit ill. (laughs) And most of them you've addressed with with Bald written on it. Luke Bald Thomas. Uh, So this one you said, I've written something better on and it says Luke Handsome Thomas. Yeah, because you sent for a screen grab from a text from your mum saying like, your friends horrible. Oh, your friends sent through these things that say Luke Bald Thomas, and you put God, I hate that or something like that. <laughs> so that's my mum. Yeah. So I hate that. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought I'd do a nice one. Did she well, remark on the nice one? I said, "Oh, you've had another parcel," and she said, "I said, does it say bald again?" Uh, no, I said, "Does it say ugly?" <laughs> because that's what you told me you'd addressed it to. And then she said, "No, it says handsome now." And I was like, "Oh, yeah, see, it's a lot I've nicer. still got a few tricks left in me." <laughs> but I still told my mum that you told me <laughs> that it'd be ugly cunts. <laughs> so my mum still hates you, <laughs> calling her, her beautiful baby boy ugly. Okay, I'm gonna open I didn't it. say about Joel Thomas. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. That's very good. <laughs> Listener of the pod. Hello, Joel. Hello. Why would you listen to this? Okay. Uh, oh God, this is really tatty. Is it? Yeah, I got it in unacceptable <laughs> condition. <laughs> oh my goodness, this is great. So this is a uh, the devastating black comedy. Says the Guardian. Guardian. Uh, this is the comic of when the wind blows. This is interesting that we mentioned my mum. My mum said that um, she used to read this and start weeping. <laughs> but oh. kept kept rereading it, <laughs> like the tear-soaked just, pages. Just kept like reading it to make herself cry. Like she's she was a bit obsessed with it. Sounds me and my masochist. Before I started talking about this with you, me and my mum used to talk about this all the time. <laughs> so yeah, Raymond Briggs classic, who just passed away, soon to be a major film. So this means it was printed in the eighties. Very old book. It's a very old book. Yeah, 
it's obviously... I went out of my way to get one that was in acceptable condition rather than like new. Yeah, this one was made in 1983, so this was when it was printed. Um, vintage. Vintage copy. Um, and some of the things the press have said, aching with love and bitterness is meant to break your heart, The Guardian. Whatever your politics, this is the most eloquent anti-bomb statement you are likely to read, The Daily Mail. Armageddon comes and we're in a place to which no picture book has ever taken us before. Humour has rarely been blacker. A terrific shock, The New York Times. Perfect for Christmas. <laughs> a visual parable against nuclear war, all the more chilling for being in the form of a strip cartoon, said Sunday Times. And then members of parliament. Wow, this is hot. Very original and clever, unnerving though it is, said David Steele. These two gifts are very niche, aren't they? An These Emma are Dale very DVD niche. And a When the Wind Blows book on our Adam Sandler podcast. We've mentioned both things a lot, though, in passing, right? Yeah. This was original price was £1.95, but its actual sale price when it was donated to the charity shop is two ninety nine. So it's gone up in <laughs> in price. But... Yeah, I think I bought it for about £3.86. Yeah, it keeps going up inflation, mate. It just doesn't yeah. stop. It's a collector's piece. The only thing that'll stop inflation is a fucking nuclear bomb. Oh, God, I wish I got you to open that last now. I didn't really, really should be this happy about when really the good. It's really good. I'm really happy about this. I'm going to read it later. Thank yeah. you. It's about Thank 50 pages, much. isn't it? I feel really bad about your gifts now. Well, was it that good? <laughs> yeah, that's really good. Like, that's better than everything I've bought you, I think. Um, <laughs> open your next gift. All right. So this is from somebooks.com. <laughs> so... <laughs> Oh, God. I can only imagine what... I thought there was a chance we were going to have bought each other the same book. And now I'm deadly worried that you've got me David Spade's autobiography. <laughs> I have a good spoke about. I wish I had, though. That would be better than this. This, again, oh, cost no. me about a pound. Oh, God. What is this going to be? <laughs> I hope it's not soap-related, but I fear that it is. It's not soap-related. It's not soap-related. All right. Awesomebooks.com. Let's see what you've got for me. <laughs> <laughs> another, another, oh my good lord. One for the shelf. <laughs> <laughs> this is going straight back to the charity shop. He's bought me the bloody book of Featherboy. <laughs> <laughs> the oh. first person to buy Featherboy since 2005. <laughs> is this a kid's, it's a kid's book? It's a kid's book, Featherboy. yeah. I think you should Win- read it. <laughs> Winner of the Blue Peter Book Award as seen on TV by Nikki oh. Singer. Who did I address that one to, by the way? Oh, that was to Luke Terrible. <laughs> and he says it twice. Luke Terrible, Luke Terrible. Loughton, Loughton. I don't, I don't know why. It sounds like a horrible little poem. <laughs> <laughs> Luke Terrible, Luke Terrible, Loughton, Loughton. So yeah, this has a comment from Ian Hislop on the back. From, um, Alive. Have I got news for you? Yeah. A brilliant debut novel. Blue Peter Awards judge, he was. Amazing. It's got pictures from the film on it. It has, yeah. It's got some pictures on the side of um, the little boy from Love Actually, Thomas Sangster. So a bit of context to any new listeners. So when I arrived back from Costa Rica, um, we decided to watch Feather Boy together. (laughs) But we've both like every time... like double speed or something. Double speed, yeah. And every time we've ever seen this boy, and he's in Love Actually, Game of Thrones, Doctor Who. Queen's Gambit. Queen's Gambit. But every time I see him, I say, oh, it's Featherboy. Yeah, Featherboy. He is Featherboy. I've said that for 20 as, years. As shown by this book, he <laughs> is Featherboy. <laughs> he looks so much like Joe Tarone. <laughs> yeah. It's a real Joe Tarone cover. <laughs> what conditions it in? It's, it's it... not bad. It's yellowed. 
It's yeah, it's yellow like a charity shop book should be. It's old. There's a lot of space on the pages. Yeah, it's for kids in it. Do I read the blurb? <laughs> yeah, go on. You can do it. You can fly. Catherine would say it all began at, in a time that is yesterday and tomorrow and eternally present. But then Catherine's a storyteller. I'm not a storyteller. I'm just the guy it happened to. Robert is the class victim. The guy who's never picked for the team. So no one is more surprised than Robert himself when a strange old lady sends him on a quest to solve the mystery of derelict chance house. Legend has it that the boy once fell to his death from an upper window. What? What? Legend has it that a boy once fell to his death from an upper window. But what has this... Is someone like... Oh no, I think I'm hearing something. I thought someone was like mowing the lawn. It's like fucking... You're hearing the ghost of the boy. (laughs) Pardon, Grandma? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Legend has it that a boy once fell to his death from an upper window. But what has this past to do with Robert's future? If I read that blurb and I was a kid looking for a book to read... that sounds so boring. Yeah. I've just had a moment there. Nothing I was about like, the feathers. Yeah, that's so boring. He, the woman ends up like singing a, a bird song and then dying, doesn't she? That's sick. Yeah, I can't wait to see how that's covered in the novel. Oh my god, I can't believe this is on our Christmas. <laughs> I can't <laughs> read this. I can't. I want you to read it all. I'll read my book. You read yours. It's two hundred and eighty-five pages long. I've got so much other stuff to read. <laughs> I've been trying oh to. I, so I, I'm really bad for buying books. Yeah, I buy like probably four or five a month. Mm. I buy loads. I'm. I go through them. I've read. I think I've read like thirty books this year or something like that. Oh wow! But I'm trying to clear them out. So I keep reading like the smallest ones to try and like make room because my flat's not that big. Wait, what do you do with books. them? I give them to like even my dad or to my mother-in-law, or I take oh. them to like charity shops and stuff. Oh right, but, okay. Because I only I just buy them from there, you know. Mm. So yeah, I've been trying to make room, but now I've got fucking Featherboy on my shelf. <laughs> That's interesting. Because all in vain. I never get rid of books ever. Like I've I've got like a full. I don't have a bookshelf in my new flat, so I've, I need to buy one. I've got two boxes full of fucking books. I remember I'm... seeing you like a year apart though, and both times you said you were reading June. <laughs> so you probably not got Mate, that many. I don't remember the last time I read a book. Whereas I was reading the new Richard Osman in the bath just two hours ago. <laughs> oh, you are, you are, you I'm just love book books. Well. I love reading. Yeah. God damn. Yeah, yeah. I I remember once seeing you meeting you at a train station. I think it was maybe King's Cross. This is ages ago, and I just saw you, and you just stood up. You stood up. Yeah, I stand reading up and a book. Read. Yeah, yeah. It's so weird. But that's what it's like in London. There's not always a chair, but you've always got a book. There were chair, and you were reading a book about dragons, <laughs> like <laughs> it was probably some Game nerd of book. It was some ne- no, it wasn't. It was some nerd book. It was Maybe like it was a, a fantasy book. Golden Compass, one of those ones. I went through a phase <laughs> of reading that. Were you? Oh fuck! I'd love to read them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I remember reading the the one which was like the the haunted spyglass. <laughs> I started it. Oh yeah, the it was, spyglass. I think I've like, read that one. It's like the fifth in the series, and I was like, what's going on? There's only three. Oh, he's the third in the, the series. I was like, what's going on? I'd, I'd like missed all the context. Oh. But yeah. Um, okay. Boy. Can I read? open my next one? Yep. Is this your, this your second one? Who's this addressed to? Luke Ball Thomas. <laughs> Classic. You are uh, bald, this, though. I am bald. What are you talking about? You made me do this. No, I said you are bald, <laughs> so it's only like describing. Oh, it's not I that harsh. Said, I thought you said you are bald. 
That was like that's don't taunt me like that. You <laughs> Some sort of sick speech. Uh, this one has a return to Vic Dwyer, and oh, yeah. then an address, um, which I won't. I nearly read on. <laughs> There. But thank you, Vic. Got this Whatever this right, very nice. Oh, it's got, got uh, some paper and a stuff in left in the envelope. No. Okay. Uh, so it's now in some tissue paper. Origami? <laughs> what? What? It says origami. It's, it's not origami. No, the thing says origami fox prints, which I think is the that company must be the name. company, yeah. The fuck is this? So, <laughs> oh mate, this is so niche. Okay, so what you've ordered me is a stack of videos, <laughs> an art, a piece of artwork that you've clearly got commissioned <laughs> because it has the names of Spanglish, the top one, <laughs> Master of Disguise, Men, Women, and Children, Barnyard. <laughs> It was when I got to that bit where I was like, you've made this yourself. What, you thought men, women, children was just already on a poster somewhere? Yeah, and Master of Disguise, that makes no sense. <laughs> Paul Shore is dead. Deuce Bigelow, European Gigolo. Going Overboard, The Cobbler. Then in a different VHS in yellow, Bucky Larson, Born to be a Star. <laughs> and the bottom one is, I haven't even seen this one until now, The Marshall Chronicles. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's a little poster. You're supposed to do everyone's favourite films and get, give it like a nice personalised <laughs> gift, but I thought I would do it of every film that you've ever said is the worst film you've ever watched and Barnyard <laughs> and Marshall Chronicles. I'm, I'm going to quickly... Uh, I'm going to quickly get my video into colour so you could, And I'll turn it straight back. Choose video filter. Get rid of my black and white for just a second. So you can see it. Oh, how bold Bucky Larson is, yeah. It's lovely, isn't it? Yeah. I can I really do like this actually. I'm gonna put it, I'm gonna put it on my wall. Like, it's it's really nice. That's what I was thinking. You keep on saying about putting things on your wall, so I thought Yeah, I'm gonna get that framed. It's that's really quite nice, good. Actually. Yeah, it's lovely. But they're it's definitely good. all ones that you've said are like the worst things you've ever watched. Oh yeah, like hundred percent. This is actually really I really like you like last right, this spins me off. We're never in sync. <laughs> like last year I got you some really good gifts. And you got me a DVD of eight crazy nights and a and a bag of goo. I got you that little blobby though. I know. That remember was it was the, the blobby immersive experience. Yeah, it arrived late though. So yeah, what I, I opened on air was a DVD and a pile <laughs> of goo. And I got you some, I spent money and time on yours. <laughs> so this year I've done the opposite. I've got, I'm going to get you some shit gag yeah, These gifts. are rubbish. These are all going in the bin. I know, you're, you're like going to give them in the bin. I'm going to put this, frame this and put it in my flat. Oh, well it's good. That's really lovely. Yeah, I like that a lot, actually. actually... He just ripped it in half. (laughs) (laughs) So that's from Origami Fox Prints. Uh, They have an Instagram, which is origami.fox.prints. Yeah. We're not sponsored by them. No, I paid for that. We'll probably be... Yeah, you've paid money for that, and we'll probably... We're not exactly the greatest advert for anything, but... No. That's really A good gift. If you're looking for a gift for your movie-loving friend... Yeah, like, genuinely... You could just get one that just says, like, <laughs> Shelby the Donkey So Christmas, <laughs> but over and over again. That's for next year. <laughs> Shelby. Oh, God. Oh, if that's... I'd known you were going to love it so much, I probably would have done that. That's really nice. I like that a lot, actually. 
Okay, I feel right, I feel really bad about the next one. Well, video. let's see what's in this little envelope then. Before you start, this is a little envelope. And on my eBay instructions, I said that I wanted it to be addressed to Luke. Ooh, I have hair and think I'm sexy and fancy my postman, Terry. Um, and instead they addressed it to... Who did they address it to? Luke Thomas. <laughs> yeah, it says Luke Thomas and then has my address on it. Yeah, so they've clearly seen my PayPal name and gone, oh, we're going to just... We're just going to put that. We're not going to put the, this, the thing. This idiot thinks he's funny, but he's obviously not. That's they what i thinking. They should have put that as the thing. But no. <laughs> so I'm a bit annoyed with them. Uh, so yeah, I hope you enjoy this. Thank you. So it's in a little white envelope. It's, it's got a large second class postage stamp on it. Lovely. The return, the return address is to Swindon. They've sellotaped the envelope shut. Am I right to just rip, or is there something? Rip, in- rip. Yeah. There is nothing worth like you could damage in there. I'm so sorry. You bought me such nice gifts. So there's another envelope inside it that, <laughs> that they've put more tape on. Oh, that sounds nice. Get that. Out of there. That's is this a fridge magnet. Yeah. <laughs> Try and get through all this tape they've used. However much this cost you, they probably spent most of that on the tape. Yeah, I think it cost me about two pounds again. <laughs> and then, oh, so it's a lined paper magnet. No. It's a magnet of lined paper. No, 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 no. Open that and it'll be. <laughs> no, please say they've actually put you know the I thing like on lined the... paper. This is very thoughtful. <laughs> <laughs> this is the hardest thing to open that I've ever. I know, it's so had. not it's worth how it. my dad wraps presents. He just puts paper. Uh, Tape on everything. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> what is that? It's it's it should be. It says <laughs> what do you think it is? House, but the e on house is missing, and then there's just Santa. I know, but who is Santa? Have a look at it. Is that Paddy? It's Paddy. For God's sake, <laughs> you've done shit this Christmas, mate. <laughs> you've done shit. You need to go and think everything I, that you I said thought, that was bad about mine. I, yeah, I know, I know. I, I did this a little bit on purpose, but the paddy, like, you know that... You know, your... I don't really find the paddy thing funny. <laughs> I know, that's why I keep doing it. And you've, I know that you've got your fridge that you've got, like, drawings on, and now you've got, like, little Christmas paddy. That's really good, Thanks. Oh god! Now, now I know what it'll be like to be a dad. <laughs> <laughs> no great, no being long. grateful. The kid will leave. <laughs> no, that's a um, it's a lovely magnet. I can't wait for my wife to see it and say that I've I've got poo in the bin. <laughs> Don't put it in the bin. How many of your presents? Should I send it back to Swindon? <laughs> How many presents of yours are going in the bin? Free. <laughs> yeah. The next one won't, and it's arriving tomorrow, so that's good. Oh, okay. Started. It's pretty. This is like it's every really Christmas film where the night before Christmas is really bad, and then it means that Christmas is going to be good. Yeah, I don't know that. I'm getting a bit worried that <laughs> I think my final gift is worse than like your like first gift. I feel like I'm going to open the door and a man's just going to punch me in the face. <laughs> <laughs> right. So this is also addressed to Luke uh, Ball Thomas. But again, it's really taped in. So can I yeah, just I'm rip it? I'm worried about this one. Uh, y- yeah. Oh my god, what's this? What the fuck is this? Oh, it's really small. It's Bigfoot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's Bigfoot. It's, it's Bigfoot. It's an action figure of, of Bigfoot. 
Yeah, I've sent you Bigfoot. It's Bigfoot. It's Bigfoot. <laughs> it's 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 not Bigfoot. Look at his Bigfoot. <laughs> it's actually him. This is really good, mate. <laughs> this is Bigfoot. <laughs> Look at little Bigfoot. There's explain very little it. to explain say. Explain him to us. I don't know how to explain. Right, so it's a naked Bigfoot. He has no cock. <laughs> but he has a six-pack. The first thing you notice is the lack of penis on the Bigfoot action figure. He's maybe 12 centimetres tall. <laughs> and near and very wide. Uh, he's kind of made of this resin. <laughs> it was made in 2019 in China. Nice. He, he looks like an ape, but he has a man's face. <laughs> I'll, You're explaining I'll, Bigfoot perfectly. I'll turn in colour and show the audience. Is he quite an accurate Bigfoot, would you say? He's a very, very accurate Bigfoot. Like He's not like opposable or movable or anything, but I think that nearly makes it better. Yeah, he's a statue. <laughs> he's a statue of Bigfoot. A memorial. There he oh, is. Oh, lovely. <laughs> he's a lovely sort of... What would you say? He's a bit of a bronze kind of colour. <laughs> he's very bronze. He looks like a statue. Like like a like a like an Oscar statue. <laughs> it's an award. Yeah. Bigfoot's number one fan. I really like this. <laughs> <laughs> I feel really bad. Like you bit me some really good gifts. I've done it. I've done a good Christmas. I know you fucking dropped the ball big time, Christmas twenty twenty one. And you really... let's look back. <laughs> what did I you am get looking me? back. I got you a Christmas bauble. Bauble of the worst character from Hotel Transylvania. Yeah. That and... I can't find. Yeah, you've lost it. Because you don't care about anything I get you. <laughs> and you got me the little Nicky thing, which was quite funny, but also is pretty disgusting. And you've got it now where? On the shelf behind me. Oh, good. Not in the bin. No, he's in sort the bin. of sitting up there. Look, see there. That's him. Well, I'm... I do feel a bit bad now. <laughs> I hate are... the three things you've got. Me. You hate them, and I really like these. They're funny. They're really... It's yeah. funny, but I've got to keep these now in my flat. I know, that's what I like. But... And that magnet. I my mum might put... like that. She watches Emmerdale. No, put it on your Can fridge. You imagine... <laughs> what would you do if I gave that to my mum? I'd be really annoyed, because I put it's a lot a of thought like my dad as well. It does look like your dad. There's a lot of levels to that one, but it is... <laughs> it's not as good as this, is it? No. Did you expect this? Because you said he's really little. Did you expect it to be massive? Yeah, because in the pictures, it kind of looked like, you know, when you get like an action man? Yeah. Those sort of things when they're a bit bigger. Kind of looked like that. But I guess there was nothing for it to be compared to. But So this is from uh, Cholford House, um, Red, World, Red World Toys and Models, which do sci-fi, TV and film toys and models, vintage and modern. They're on eBay and Etsy. And yeah. uh, they have an extensive range of models on our eBay store, including dinosaurs, horses, wildlife, <laughs> farm and countryside, mythical sea life, dogs, cats, All our favorite fictional beasts, fossils, and more. And then this is a Mojo Bigfoot Yeti. Are you going to browse their store after this? I think I might. I might get, get Bigfoot co- some mates. Get him some fossils. That's <laughs> <laughs> sick. God. I'm gonna put that on because I'm buying a new. Sh- I'm gonna buy a shelf and I'm gonna put that right on my shelf. <laughs> really excited about this, lad. See what I've done. This good is I've gone with the niche things that we joke about that get on my nerves, but they're good at the same time. Yeah, you've actually got put four into the gift to make it like I see. So what I've done, like my final gift 
which you're going to open now, but in tomorrow to anyone listening, <laughs> is really, I think is quite good. If I received it, I'd be happy, but like, I don't know anymore. I feel like, I feel a bit scared. I think I've taught you something else. <laughs> Oh my god, Santa, is that you? Hello there, dear boy. Have you come to deliver my extra present that Luke Thomas forgot? No, quite the opposite, actually. Because you've been such a naughty boy. This Christmas, I've decided that you are not getting your extra present. Well, that doesn't really seem fair. I mean, he's said the C word like three times on this and had to be censored. I didn't answer it like once. Oh, ho, ho, ho. you're ever so cunning, Luke Terry. That's why you're my favourite out of the two Sandlipid boys. Well, okay then. I suppose I'll deliver the present to you, but it will have to be next episode after the Royal Mail strikes have finished and the elves are all back in the workshop. Ho, 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 ho. All right, mate, calm down. It's only a podcast. <laughs> uh. Back to the usual programming, and a Merry Christmas, everyone. Really fucking no, blindsided me because you were like, "Oh, I was going to buy you this," and it was hair spray for hair, like <laughs> spray on hair. Yeah, but and I thought I that thought... would ruin it because I've been so thoughtful and good. I know that's what I didn't expect. That <laughs> like you really, you really find a way to get me every year. This time you've just been thoughtful. Oh, just full Bastard. of surprises. Oh, because next a lovely year, Christmas though. No, yes, it has. But next year I'm going to be really thoughtful, and you're not going to put any thought in. You're going to get me an eight crazy nights DVD and a bag of goo again. <laughs> Is that what you want? No, I don't want Ask another bag and of you goo. You shall receive. I no. was tempted to send you another bag of goo because I did love that last time. I when thought you... I was expecting a bag of goo. <laughs> I've been expecting it for 12 months and then what you got me was fucking worse because it's thoughtful <laughs> I could have got you a bag of brown goo and said it was Bigfoot shit <laughs> <laughs> next time I'll save these ideas Oh, but we can watch Paddy and Marlon's Big Night In yeah it's going to be fun it'll be worth it and then oh. when we do Beyond Sandler I can review Featherboy the book that's true we you've could got do... the thing ready for Luke's nukes yeah yeah we've book. got lots ready Oh, wow. God, I'm feeling bad. Lovely. What a beautiful Christmas. What a beautiful Christmas. Well, Thanks for all my gifts, including the fourth one. Yeah, I've... you're welcome. On to our last segment, right? Oh, God, I'm so tired. It's <laughs> a... long. It's been a bump it's long. The Christmas Knackered. pitch free. So before we did a, cri- a pitch in our first Christmas pit episode, where we did Back in Tim and Grandpa's Balls, then last year we did our fan fictions of yeah. Hotel Transylvania. This year, we're doing a Christmas film each, Adam Sandler-based. When we did these before, the, the pitch, there was a time where we made a really nice pitch document. We sent it to people, got their reactions, <laughs> but that was way too much work. That's way too <laughs> this, much. This year, what I've done is I've just written, I've just kind of thrown stuff in a um, a notes app on my phone. Nice. It's not formatted in any way. It's quite freewheeling. How did you do yours? Um, mine was on a notes app, which I then copied and pasted as a draft onto my emails, opened up the email, copied and pasted it, threw it on a Word document. About 15 minutes before we started this recording, I was type, type, typing on my uh, computer. Yeah, because you tried to postpone this section, but I don't I have did time try. to do that. I know. 
<laughs> Time's running tight. So yeah, my one's just quite like messy. But who sh- who should go first? I think I think I think should I should go first because mine is shit. Mine is uh, too. Don't worry. No, your yours. You've been going on about for weeks. You've been doing it. Mine's some. Doesn't mean me- it's good though. Oh my god, where's it gone? Gone. Oh wait, it's there. It's fine. Fuck me. Because <laughs> I had that open, ready to go, and I must have closed it in all the for excitement the for the dice. Maybe Bigfoot came alive and closed it. Okay, so mine is... <laughs> I don't know if you can tell I've just written this. Um, mine's called Eight Crazy Canines. Oh, for God's sake. The dogs who saved the holidays. Lovely. So I like the idea of these dog Christmas films, man. I really like them. Because <laughs> they're just like... They're just really all really naff. And they're all really the same plot. But I like the idea of blending it with some kind of grown-ups thing a little okay. bit. So, a little bit of both. So, I've got um, a cast list here of the main dogs. So, we've got Adam Sandler, and he's playing a, a Labrador called Rocco. Okay, lovely. So, they're voicing dogs, right, these They're guys. voicing dogs. Kevin James as Pudsey, nice. a bull mastiff. Live action? He's the only live action one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the whole film. Sorry, the whole film is live action. And okay. they're all real dogs. But Kevin James, is, he's playing himself. He's just a dog <laughs> outfit. <laughs> um, Chris Rock as Bones, a Jack Russell. Nice. David Spade as Marcus, a Chihuahua. <laughs> the same name from Grown <laughs> Rob Schneider as Shelby, a Beagle. Great. Um, why, why, why get rid of a classic role? You know, <laughs> Tim Meadows as Rufus, a Great Dane. Nick Swartzen as Angel, a Pomeranian. <laughs> I was imagining, kind of, I don't know what that little yappy dog that your parents have. That's a Shih Tzu. It's a Shih Tzu, then. Like that's what I'm imagining Swartzen right. as. He's a okay. ah, ah, ah. that kind of voice. Nice. And then we've got Steve Buscemi as Rabid Tom. An incredibly scabby and itchy crossbreed with no fur. Basically, Pip. Oh! <laughs> oh, what did you just say about my girl? What did you just say about my girl? Okay, so... No, I insult your dog, you insult mine. <laughs> it's all fair. Tip for it's tap. all fair game. Poor so it, it's Christmas Eve at the Pound, and uh, every dog has been adopted. There's a montage at the start of the film of lots of people coming and buying dogs, and the dogs kind of stood there, like looking all cute. But then them always being passed by, always being passed by. At this point, by the way, they're not speaking. Silent. Um, it's a silent film. No, the montage is going over with some sort of really sad song, okay. like all all I want for Christmas is you, but played really sad, like a sad cover, like Billy Eilish cover of yeah. it. Yeah, all I want for Christmas is you, and then it ends with, with rabid Tom. <laughs> His leg falls off, <laughs> chewing at his horrible leg. There's only at the end of the holidays. There's only eight dogs left. Um, they're all kind of mangy and gross, and I've written pooing, farting, humping, <laughs> etc. So they're all a bit gross. So whenever anyone's looking at them, they do something a bit gross. And the old pound worker, um, played by Blake Clark, is nice. um, he's leaving for Christmas. He's going to go spend it with his family. Uh, and he's like, I'm sorry, you you pups. I thought we'd get you a home for Christmas. Sir. I don't think we're going to manage it now. 
I also uh, can't come in tomorrow. I need to spend time with my family. So he he leaves and he says he's going to see them on Boxing Day. So he fills up their food bowls. So they have a Christmas on their own. I don't think Americans do Boxing Day. Well, I'm going to see you the day after Christmas. Okay, it's the same fucking... It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because I'm going to see you on the 26th. Like, it doesn't matter because he's still working. Oh, okay. He's just going back to work on the 26th. So he's leaving him for a day. At the same time, in an office in a New York skyline is Jimmy, played by Andy Samberg. And he's got a big chart on the wall with sales figures and things. And he comes out and he does coming this summer and then like does a, a pitch for a video game and he has a demo of it mm-hmm. and he's really excitable and kind of excited and loud and you know Andy Samberg like and there's probably yeah. music and stuff but in front of him is a boardroom with a really long table and all these old old men sat and they're all like glaring and they're all not smiling right. they're all really bemused and you've got John Lovitz at the end of the table and he goes, oh, <laughs> this isn't up to scratch. I know it's the holidays, Jimmy, but if we don't get a better video game idea pitch by the end of the holidays, then there's not a place for you at this game company. <laughs> <laughs> so Jimmy... Jimmy goes home and his wife's there and I put the wife as Jesse Buckley. I don't know why. <laughs> bit of a rogue choice. <laughs> a bit of a rogue choice, I know. Is she an indie darling? Yeah. <laughs> she didn't know. This is so breakthrough role. Well, I was watching I was watching the the new Scrooge film earlier and she's in it. Um so Jimmy goes home to his wife, Jesse Buckley, Indie Darling, and he's got three very cute children Lovely. and a beautiful house with a big garden. And then he's like, Dad, Dad, let's go build a snowman. Dad, Dad, let's do this. Let's do that. And Andy Sambo's like, sorry, I'm really busy. He goes upstairs and the kid's like, why does Dad never want to spend time with us? Why? Does... Whatever. These kids played by Paulie Shaw. They're all played by Paulie Shaw. <laughs> In motion capture. Oh, my God. Why, do the kid... why does Dad not want to play with me anymore? So at the pound, um, <laughs> <laughs> the dogs are all like, oh. And oh. then Santa appears, uh, who I've written down Ed Asner because he was <laughs> he's Santa. He's Santa in Elf, and he was Santa in the Santa who stole the dog for Christmas. <laughs> but he has died, so um, who's a better Deep old fake man? AI? But whatever, we've got a Santa, and he he uses his special magic Santa dust to give all of the dogs a voice for Christmas. Which you might be wondering, that sounds familiar. And yes, this is set in the Annabelle's Wish universe. <laughs> All that they wanted for Christmas was a home. Instead, he gives them a voice. He's given them a voice so they can, so mo- they can moan. tell each other how much they hate their lives. Because that's the Annabelle's Wish power. Because in that film, Santa has the power to give all the children gifts, but he also has the power to give every animal a voice for Christmas. Right. So, <laughs> okay. So he he gives he leaves them all like little bones in boat in little bows. He's like, oh well, hopefully, ho ho, hopefully, oh my God. in the new year you'll you'll finally get those forever homes you were looking for. Merry Christmas! 
and then he disappears. And the dog's like, ah, what have we got here? Ah, just some scraps. Ah, ah, ah what do you mean? Ah. So Kevin James eats his and he becomes <laughs> Kevin James. I ate all the, I ate all the, I ate all the juice. Whatever. Like, they're all like yapping and barking and whatever. They're all chatting away. And then they're like, hey, the big man left this presence here. <laughs> Are they and... all in Bugsy Malone? <laughs> Why do they all talk like that? I, know. I haven't heard Adam Sandler's voice in so long, I don't remember. <laughs> what it sounds what Adam Sandler's like, ah, oh, what are you, what are you doing? Ah, oh, there's they've left the gifts over here. And then he sees <laughs> and it's addressed to Andy Sandberg's kids. And they live quite far away. So the dogs are like, We can't just let these kids not get their presents on Christmas. We need to find them. So it's a little bit like Finding Nemo with Marlon trying to find the the dentist. But they go on an adventure. They basically go, what? Paddy and Marlon, did you say? No, Marlon from Finding Nemo. <laughs> Imagine if it was Paddy. That's what the plot of that and... film is, Finding Leo, the lost baby, <laughs> after their big night in. <laughs> oh, that would be good. That should be the drawing for this, is Paddy and Marlon, but as <laughs> Dory and Marlon. <laughs> whatever we get off well. track so the dogs then decide to escape the pound and they're going to find the kids uh so basically it's going to be a road trip film it's gonna be lots of dog stuff there's gonna be lots of cameos <laughs> i mean you can tell here this is where i've just given up and write the story <laughs> there's whatever. gonna be these things plot happens and then at the end they get to the house and then santa appears <laughs> for the dogs and the kids <laughs> And he says, I left those presents there on purpose. Why don't you kids open them up? And they open up the presents and they've got dog leads and dog collars in them for, <laughs> for the eight dogs. Because they're going to adopt just delivered those and the dogs didn't get there. Yeah, I know. Weird. But he was like, I know that this is going to happen because I'm magic. Um, so he's got the dogs to the kids. The kids have always wanted a dog. Then Jimmy then thinks... I've got an idea. So he pitches a video game about eight dogs making an adventure through New York City to, to get home for Christmas. And John Lovitz says, I love it! And uh, oh, it's love exact, it. that's exactly the same as the end of uh, the 1990s 101 Dalmatians film. <laughs> so it? I genuinely, exactly the same. Well, they made it about a video game. Yeah, they turned it into a video game <laughs> about Cruella DeVille. And he sells it and he wins, like, loads, gets loads of money. <laughs> oh, um, brilliant. But that's the end of the film. They all get adopted by Andy nice. Sandberg's family. Yeah, quite nice. That was, that was good. I think that was quite a good pitch, actually. You were putting it down quite a bit, but you, you <laughs> putting were... it down like a dog. Like... <laughs> you were trying to incinerate it, but <laughs> you had a lovely first act there. I know it was, as you can tell, I put more detail into the start of it, <laughs> not into the end. Yeah, I think yours was yours had a lot of detail. Yours had more than I mine, maybe. Oh well. I mean, sometimes you plan, and sometimes you just you just fucking naturally. Sometimes get you're it. just magic at things, aren't you? <laughs> you're just like Santa in oh, that film. I would fucking love to be the the kind of person who writes those dog films. I'd love that <laughs> as a job. I love those dog films. That would kill me if one day. Imagine we don't speak for a few years, and then I'm watching a dog film, and I've got my family all around me. I'm dying in hospital. I've got my family all around me. <laughs> They put on Shelby the reboot and written by Luke Thomas. Just look dog films. <laughs> oh, I'd put on with commentary just to hear you say that. 
I love dog films. I just love dog films. <laughs> oh dear. But yeah, family comedy for Christmas, and Adam Sandler is in it. I made sure. It's it's not unheard of that I could see that. Yeah, being a real thing. Thank you. I think if Adam Sandler had the same career trajectory as like literally all the other grown-ups, I think <laughs> then maybe he'd get involved. I can. Mm. I think Spade. Kevin James, they're all at that level at the moment, unfortunately, aren't they? Mm. They're not. A, uh, <laughs> they're not a bone away from doing a dog film. <laughs> <laughs> he is. Yeah, it's really rough times <laughs> for them. They've really got stuck in the pound. <laughs> they're close to incineration, some would say. Um, <laughs> well, I, I loved it. I think if we were doing a vote, you'd have the vote of at least three children. <laughs> My one is called A Very Merry Grown-Ups Christmas. Very so I've used existing characters. This is why mine's a bit of a weird pitch because I don't really need to cast anyone. Mm. So the overarching story is that Lenny Fedder is recounting stories of his youth with the other grown-ups to his new child as a Christmas bedtime story. So kind of like Princess Bride. Yeah, that's lovely. You know, and it's that kid that we heard about. She's grown up now. I think it was a girl, wasn't it? What, in Grown Ups? The, the end of Grown Ups 2, he was going to have a kid. He's going to have a baby, yeah, so that yeah. kid will be about 10. It's whatever that baby turned out to be is the thing that he's he's telling this story to. <laughs> I think it might be his daughter in my, my world. <laughs> so he's got a new daughter. I mean, that will who fucking spat everywhere. <laughs> Your fan fiction. <laughs> it's a tough choice to start off with what kid he was going to have, but he's got a daughter. Okay, um... So in the flashbacks, I think you'll like this, all the adult actors just play their child counterparts. So they're all acting as kids, but it's just them in their late 50s. Um, <laughs> apart from Rob Schneider's character, Rob, who's just played by a kid because they couldn't get him back. <laughs> <laughs> the story is mostly about David Spade's parents dying just before Christmas and the other grown-ups pulling together for him to have the best Christmas party ever as a new orphan. So I've just got, you know, like how the grown-ups films don't really have a story. They just have scenes, mm. but a couple of scenes here. So there's a long scene when they go ice skating and Kevin James cracks the ice while trying to flirt with a mum. This is a smart <laughs> move because he can't flirt with other people his age because then it would be an adult actor flirting with a child. All right. So every child in this film, it's not like the, uh, the it's like... American summer is they're all kids. And no, the rest are all kids. Yeah. Yeah. Apart from them. <laughs> Um, <laughs> so they're like in classes of kids and they're all adults and stuff but they're like dressed like kids and you've like, written yourself into a hole that they can't flirt with other little girls yeah you can't flirt with little girls he's got to flirt with mums that's why there'll be a thing that he likes mums i don't know that's his story i can see that working for the lab and stuff i think it would be him wouldn't it yeah definitely. out of all of them maybe david spade but he's mourning his dead parents. Um, yeah, so he cracks the ice when he's trying to flirt with them, and he says, that's one way to break the ice. Obviously, that's a shit grown-ups show. They eat that up. <laughs> they eat up that kind of thing. <laughs> um, Curtis, that's Chris Rock, right? Yeah. He becomes obsessed with cooking the perfect Christmas turkey, obviously. He's got a job at a local fast food restaurant, but he gets fired for taking too long because he's a perfectionist. Someone throws gravy at him. That's the end of that scene. Was he a chef in the originals? <laughs> he always cooks, doesn't he? He always cooks the uh, food. Yeah. 
Wait, how's he working in a... How old are they going to be? 14. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. No, I don't know. He's just got a job there because it's America. It's old time America. You've got to remember things oh, are yeah, different yeah, of in course. the 80s. Yeah. Um, the flashback stops on that point when he gets the gravy thrown on him, and uh, Lenny's new daughter's like, "How do you know that? You weren't even there." And then Adam Sandler uh... keeps on saying loads of horrible things happened, and laughing about it, just so he can imagine that he's seeing that. You know, yeah. one of those kind of jokes. David Spade's storyline mostly revolves around him cashing in on all of his pity points. So he goes around trying to get hugs from like attractive women. He's trying to get free toys from a shop, and he's just generally being a scumbag. So that's his like ongoing storyline is just him like saying, "Ah, oh, my parents died," and he's getting loads of free shit all the time. Oh, so this is like the origins of his, his lecherous behavior. Yeah, oh, I it's all it comes from past trauma, <laughs> Grit, gritty origin story. It's because his parents both died in a fire on Christmas Eve. Oh, Marcus. <laughs> I know, it does change the way you think. Yeah, no, it makes me think now. Yeah. Uh, Kevin James sees his mum kissing Santa Claus and then becomes obsessed with his hatred for Saint Nick. Um, there's a really long dream sequence where he imagines himself assassinating Santa and it's largely inspired by JFK's murder. <laughs> you, I forgot you messaged me this the other day, didn't you? You said, oh, Americans are over JFK now, aren't they? <laughs> It's like he's on a hill with a sniper rifle or in a building or whatever. And like the sleigh's going past with Mrs. Claus in it. And he like assassinates Santa, shoots him. Miss Claus is like panicking. Like, um... He just jumps out of the back of the sleigh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So horrible while they're driving through the streets. Um, Lenny as a kid's going through a phase where he loves making deodorant can flamethrowers. Do you remember doing that as a kid? Yeah. Yeah. As kids do. Uh, unfortunately, this causes a big accident when Curtis is cooking Christmas dinner and it results in a big fire that burns all of the donated presents David Spade got. Modern day Lenny then starts to cry and his daughter says, wow, sounds like you ruined Christmas. He's so sad at this point. He then goes downstairs, kisses her goodnight, all of that stuff. But all of the grown-ups are down there. They're all downstairs. Oh. They're all joking around. They're having fun. Um, Rob Schneider's not there, though. He's now played by Nick Kroll. Um, uh, David Spade says hey look everyone it's the Grinch don't leave your lighters lying around he's joking about the classic flyer that happened as they were kids there's just lots of classic grown ups banner at this point Um, Nick Kroll's like oh I've missed these classic jokes we've always had as the grown ups Um, (laughs) okay enough talking I'm allowed one eggnog before I drive home says Kevin James and then he reveals he's got a barrel, a barrel filled with eggnog. That's the one drink that he's allowed. Oh, Huge clever! Um, the gang all laugh and they enjoy their holiday celebrations. Then it flashes back to the past. All of the grown-ups are there as kids again. They're all huddled together under a foil blanket. Lenny says that he's so sorry for ruining Christmas. Spade looks up and laughs and he says, "Ruin Christmas? How? You just saved my new foster parents twenty dollars of heating bills." They all start laughing and Kevin James's dad appears. He's also played by Kevin James. And he's dressed as Santa with a huge bucket of gifts, including KFC, chicken bucket, Pepsi and a Sony TV. <laughs> Kevin overcomes his hatred of Santa because it was his dad all along. Oh, That's the, that's the beautiful festive message at the end of it. That's the end of the film, isn't <laughs> yeah. it? It's only oh, 40 sad. minutes long, I think. <laughs> That's quite a nice little parable. Like a little holiday special kind of thing. I like the fact, I nearly got a bit of goosebumps at the fact that he was like, 
he thought he'd ruined Christmas, but <laughs> really he made it. Like he, he, being around his friends was Christmas. That was yeah, being around the, the gifts, blanket. Yeah. yeah, actually, yeah, I like that a lot. Um, you told me that as well. Wasn't your pitch originally the exact plot of Violent Night? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was just gonna do Violent Night, but it was Kevin. It was Paul Blart. <laughs> protecting them all at Christmas, like, but as Santa, it was yeah, going to be that he like, got Santa. fired, and yeah, it was a mall Santa. That's good. That's really but, good. Um, then that film came out, and it looked exactly the same as what I was basically going to pitch, apart from yeah, he actually is Santa in that film. That's because I think you mentioned it. My little brother Jay once pitched a film to me and came up with this really good idea. He's like, yeah, so it's a diamond heist and there's all these guys and they'll wear suits and they name themselves after colours or whatever. And I was like, that's Reservoir Dogs. And he was like, what? <laughs> Just, he'd never seen it. <laughs> he definitely not. He was like 10, I think. I he'd bet never... he's seen the Simpsons parody of it or something like that. Must have some, but I don't know. Like, something. Look, that's too I'd... weird if not. I trust the fact that he just it's a better yeah. story if he didn't know it existed, isn't it? He just didn't know. Like, he he didn't know, and he'd just kind of come up with this idea, and <laughs> it was the plot of Reservoir Dogs, which had come out at that point about 20 years before. Yeah. <laughs> I do hate the thought of us putting these pictures on here and then imagine, like, five years' time it gets made into an actual film. Yeah, but I feel like we'd, we'd, we'd sue. <laughs> yeah, would we be able to? I don't know. Like I could say that's my intellectual property, but then we could say these ideas are so general that yeah, the similarities are yeah, a grown-ups Christmas them. movie or a grown-ups dog Christmas movie aren't yeah. the most unheard of things, are they? <laughs> yeah, I mean, if they did Grandpa's Balls and with Adam Sandler, I'd be like, that's really fishy. But do you reckon it's basically I just reckon. the film kicking and screaming? <laughs> Will Ferrell. <laughs> And back in Tim's not very original. Yeah, our ideas are a bit shit. Actually. <laughs> so, is there anything else we have to do for this Christmas episode? Because I am so tired. I think we have to just hunker down for the night, you know, have our Christmas leftovers, stick Ooh, on Paddy and Marlon's big night in. Oh, lovely. Get some Christmas cheer around the room. But I'd love to make like a leftover sandwich and a cup of tea and watch Paddy and Marlon's big night in. Oh, it'd be nice. That'd One be lovely. Day. One day. They'll come. <laughs> this is our last episode for 2022. Yeah, I think so. I think we're going to do one episode in the new year, aren't we? And we're doing one episode in the new year, and then we're having a break. A little break. Because yeah. um, Luke Terry is very busy, <laughs> and I am I'm also busy, but in Both a different way. Yeah, but I'm busy in a different, a different way. way. Yeah, because I, I, I like my, all my evenings are free. <laughs> 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 I'm not travelling around filming disabled dogs and disneyland oh like not many people are <laughs> <laughs> it's but a tough we... job but someone's got to do it uh, we're having a little break we're not going to break though we're going to record we're probably going to be off for about a month yeah nice. something like that um, i'm going to hopefully be able to edit and get a backlog going again because we're just doing these by like the seat of our ourselves yeah. our pants yeah we, we are so close to this episode coming out and you've got a lot to edit this is our next episode coming out yeah. And we're recording it. Like, there's no backlog. We were supposed to do a commentary so we could get ahead, and we haven't got ahead <laughs> with it. I know. It's madness. Released that horrible last episode. <laughs> <laughs> but our next episode is going to be good. Uh, what are we doing next time? Next time, as if we learned nothing from watching a terrible Rob Schneider voiced film this time, we're watching the film Norm of the North. 
which is an animated film about a polar bear voiced by Rob Schneider, I think. Can't believe. Until you said it then, I, I still can't believe that you've agreed to do this. <laughs> it's the last time for a while that we're doing ones that's yeah. stupid. Because then after that, we'll do Happy Gilmore, Billy Madison, and then we're done. I'm joking. That's we've still got about true. 16 that's films to do. True. We've got so many films left to do and a lot of Paulie Shaw films to watch. Oh, ah, it's going <laughs> great. But no, uh, Norm of the North, I've never really thought about, but the Norm of the North Twitter is really good. Yeah, it's funny. They we'll left probably... it logged in on like an intern's computer or something, so he just tweets random horrible stuff about Norm of the North being like diabetic, <laughs> going Dead. missing and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we'll probably read out the tweets next time yeah. on the next episode. But yeah. um, Neither of us have watched it. It never looks seen terrible. It. Looks awful. Looks very direct to DVD. Yeah, but I mean, it could be worse. We could be watching The Reef. Oh, he's done <laughs> so many animated films. It's ridiculous. It's almost like his career hasn't turned out the way he hoped it would. Right, let's stop that? now because we've okay. been going for a long time. We've still got something to slot into this episode that's not here yet. Good point, yeah. Um, so if you want to get in touch with us, you can email us at thesalad.gmail.com. Yep, and remember to send pictures of you watching Shelby the Dog Who Saved Christmas so that Luke Thomas can send you some money. I will send you cash money if i see a picture of you i know because then you might have put it on for a minute i want to see a video of you watching the full <laughs> night of it an film. hour and a half video I want, please i want you videoing you watching it and if you do send that to me i will send you some money if someone live tweets it if someone live live tweets it i will donate to whatever fundraiser you're live tweeting for you haven't got a live tweet for a fundraiser. It can just be for themselves. Oh, wait, what man. am I thinking of? Like a Facebook Live or an Instagram Live mm-hmm. with a fundraiser attached to a dog oh, yeah. shelter. <laughs> <laughs> to the dog pound. Doug's dog pound. <laughs> oh, God, what an episode. <laughs> Follow us on all the socials at The Sandler Pit. The Sandler Pit Talk on TikTok. We've posted oh, one yeah. TikTok. You can also follow our, our new podcast, which is called Real Boys. And that's real like film reel and boys with a Z, like boys to men. Yeah, it's just like boys to men. <laughs> um, we'll have a second episode on there by the end of this month. So check Definitely. that out. Yeah, it's really fun. It's a podcast we do with Joe Tyrone where we're watching all the Pinocchio films until we turn 40. <laughs> what has happened to us? Why are we I doing this? Oh, I'm mate. sending you Bigfoots in the post. You're sending you sent me a Bigfoot in the post? A Bigfoot in the post. Yeah, who? What a thing. And I um, really like it. <laughs> thank you to Joe Tyrone for making our wonderful Christmas music. It's always a joy to get to share that again. Yeah, and for also modelling for the front cover of, a, of Luke Terry's new book. Yeah, thank you very much for that, Joe. It was a real treat to, to open that up. And what else it. did we say? That he was the target audience for all dog films? <laughs> <laughs> this poor guy. <laughs> I like roasting when he's not here to defend himself. <laughs> Don't say any of this on Real Boys. We're so nice. Bloody hell. Um, yeah, thank you, Joe. Uh, and as well, the Christmas theme. What a theme. Can't wait to hear that back. It's lovely to hear. Um, thank you, Luke Terry, for editing together all these episodes. Uh, <laughs> I can't wait to see the black and white trailer. <laughs> <laughs> the really sad Christmas trailer I'm bringing out. <laughs> oh, we haven't even done anything... <laughs> like no, Christmas, we haven't really done too Christmassy, have we? At last, saw the moon, Mary. Oh, whatever. Ho, ho, ho. That's not from a black and white Christmas film. Yeah, You've Santa never. Claus. That's not black and the white. Santa you... Claus. 
The Santa Claus? Yeah, there's a black and white one. Oh, was there? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I've only watched it's The Wonderful Life, and you said the one quote. Yeah. I mean, say, every time a bell wanna... rings, an angel gets their wings. <laughs> it's written down. I want to live, no Clarence. I want to live. <laughs> <laughs> oh, one last story about it. Yeah. It's my mum's favourite film. It's A Wonderful oh, Life. That's nice. Who it's has a, a Christmas film. film as their favourite film? Not very it's a good, good film. It? it is a good film. Great film. So she was so excited about it. They've made a stage play musical of it in the in London. She went like two days ago. But so she told me that and she was like, oh, it was really cheap. £15 tickets. And then I got advertised it on like Black Friday and it said, um, it's A Wonderful Life, the opera. So they went to watch an opera. <laughs> My parents love things like Greece. Strictly come dancing. They don't like operas. <laughs> but they they went to watch it and my mum was like, I kind of wanted to leave at the at the interval. But they stayed because my dad liked it. Oh yeah. Like the fact your dad liked Apparently it was alright. The It's a Wonderful Life Opera. <laughs> <laughs> it's so weird, isn't it? <laughs> Hello, Bobby Haas! <laughs> Are you Mary? She said she had a headache by the end of it. <laughs> it's like me with this podcast. <laughs> yeah, and on that note, thank you, Luke Thomas, for the artwork, for the Featherboy book, for the Emmerdale DVD, for the magnet, for the other thing that I haven't opened yet at this point in the edit. Yeah, good point. Oh, yeah, I didn't even say that. Thank you for your uh, genuine, thoughtful gifts, your That's vintage right. comic book, uh, a piece of artwork for my my new flat, and a, uh, a an action figure of my favourite mythical creature, Bigfoot. <laughs> Lovely. I was so torn between that and Nessie. <laughs> I do love Nessie as well. I love that. I might go to like a monster tour. Of the world. Yeah, that's what we're going to do in the last episode, isn't it? <laughs> Monsters. We should go to Loch Ness. <laughs> Shall we? That'd be quite good. That'd be sick. But yeah, right. there we go. Lovely episode. Thank you. Yeah. Have a lovely Christmas to all the listeners out there. Thank you for listening. Yeah. However you celebrate, however you're celebrating this holiday season. Yeah. Uh, Happy holidays. Yeah, Annabelle's wish. It shall be the Christmas dog. Maybe even a white Christmas from 1995 with the Thunder and Lightning twins. Oh, yeah. We should have been watching that, really. We should have. That's a good... We'll do that next year. And, yeah, keep safe. If you don't celebrate, just fucking do whatever, mate. Listen to our other 80 episodes on Christmas Day. That's probably a full 24 hours by now. Yeah, it probably is. Um... It definitely is. (laughs) Yeah, it definitely is. It's about four days, I think, we've released enough minutes for now we're gonna um, stop when we get to the 12 days of christmas <laughs> i know you've said to everyone like however you celebrate it but um my final words are god bless us everyone that's that's actually quite a nice sign off <laughs> goodbye everyone you're not gonna do your oh yeah uh, uh, uh um... your <laughs> oh yeah so, sorry i got so taken aback <laughs> by your little uh line <laughs> so um come back next time when we're gonna be in the new year, 2023, mm. a year that sounds made up. And yeah, come back next time when we're going to be watching Norm of the North before our, our little break. And until then, it's been an exceptionally very, very happy Sandler and Shelby bye from me. <laughs> and a very, very, merry happy Sandler bye and Shelby bye from, from him. You want to know where Christmas sucks the most? Jail. Trust me, I've been involved in more than one Christmas disaster.